0: Love Talk Radio Love Talk Radio We're
1: going to sing about the faithfulness of God. Are you ready to sing with us? We're going to sing about His faithfulness. It's such a faithful God. I've seen Him show up for me in unique ways. You know, that's why I, I'm quite reckless when I worship I thought do any hour, any hour, anywhere, belefish. Somebody say, anywhere, beloved. Are you ready to worship God with me like that? That is the kind of worship I want. To so put your hands, somebody's free.
2: Yeshua, mighty Yahashua, what an awesome, awesome God we serve, my brother, my sister. There is no complaint in my part about my God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua, because he is good. Hallelujah. And he is awesome. He has taken care of me for so many years. And I'm not easy to be taken care of. But God has been faithful. He is a good God. He's an awesome God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. He's been very patient, very loving, very caring. Hallelujah. He has disciplined us at time, but he's been good to us, and, and there's no complaint. There's nothing we can say against our God. I'm here with my brother Tony. Hallelujah. Who's joining us tonight as, as our guest speaker tonight. Hallelujah. Go ahead, brother Tony. Say hello to everyone yeah hello amen praise the lord the lord is good and yeah he's he's with us tonight tonight amen. I'm for, uh, yeah. thank you lord amen thank you god we have such a wonderful program on sunday the feedback i got from people uh was so awesome and, and i thank god for my brothers and sisters who who uh given us a good feedback on sunday they they let us know that sunday program was such a blessing thank you lord and so um amen i thank my brothers and sisters for uh for the feedback on sunday amen uh thank you lord thank you jesus thank you sister regina shalom amen shalom sister wendy amen we know that there are people logging in or trying to log in and sometimes that's what the 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 struggle comes in but we were praying. We already know about this. We already know what the Witcher says that they're going to limit people from logging in. But, you know, greater is our God. We don't need to feel, be afraid. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Sister Wendy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. God has mighty plan for us. And his plans are not by coincidence. Everything he has planned before the foundation. Of this earth Nothing is by coincidence as, as men of God used to say God is not crazy All his plan has been pre-planned Hallelujah, amen sister, thank you So, you know, we rejoice in God We rejoice in the Lord And we are trusting him Because we know he is in control And he's going to, to do what he said My brother my sister This morning he's given me a wonderful delight by taking me to the new earth, the millennium, and allowing me to experience the power of God supernaturally there. Amen. Thank you, Lord, which I'm going to share tonight. What, what I experienced, it was such a presence of God, such an anointing. I love it when he takes me there, either to heaven or the millennium, because the presence of God is so real. They are so wonderful. You do not want to come back to this time, but, you know, this is where we are now unto God. Decide to take us out of here. It's all in his timing, and his timing is perfect. But remember that this is all planned by God. This is not that God is is making decisions as, as things go accordingly. No, all has been planned before the foundation of the earth. God knows every heart and every every mind, my brother and my sister. So as we submit to the will of God, seeking the will of God, we are going to learn. We're going to make sure. We're going to understand things that we could not understand before. The Ruach hakadesh of God is with us to help us know, to help us understand in the last days, the things that, that we need to understand. I just heard him say, yes. Oh, man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It was out of his uh, wonderful voice, thank you, Lord. I love it when the Lord gets involved in everything we do. Thank you, Lord, and he blesses it. Sometimes I I, I speak something, as he puts it in my spirit, and then he he confirms it to me. And that gives me such a joy, such a joy. Amen. Because in my earlier prayer with him, it's what I was asking him, that, You know, I wanted him to to be here tonight and help us. Amen. And by him speaking to me right in the beginning of the program, letting me know he's here with us. Amen. We just have to believe all by faith. Amen Thank you Jesus Thank you Lord There is a question See This is not This is not planned We were talking about it earlier But My brother Tony and I But there is a question In Isaiah 53 That we were talking about Who has believed our report And if you, you don't need to go anywhere Because the question is who And you know The faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God Amen. Who have believed our report? And the question is that when you're reading that, right? Who have believed our report and to whom have the, the arm of the Lord revealed to? And the arm of the Lord can only be revealed to those that believe. So as you read it in Hebrew from right to left, always remember that you need to read your Bible from right to left. I know that they teach us in school here, down here that we need to read from left to right. That, that's what I learned growing up. But, you know, when you read in Hebrew, it's always from right to left, and there's, there is a reason why. When a child is born, all the way to being four, three, four, five, when he's learning how to read, when you tell a child to write, he begins to write from right to left. Why? Because God made us write. Man, the devil, this system, is the one teaching us left to right. And you cannot get to God wrong unless you repent. Okay. You cannot get to God from left to right. You can repent and God can bring you from left to right. But you need to understand that sin is where the left is and righteousness is where right right standing with God is. Right. At the right. So in order for us to learn, we need to learn right. So like I said to Brother Tony earlier, right? So whom have, who have believed our report? In other words, who has faith? Who has faith? Because it's a question. And I remember years ago, a question needs an answer. So you cannot continue reading without answering God first. Why? Because this is personal relationship with God. This is a question that is personal. Who has believed? Who is a true believer? Because to the true believer is to whom the the arm of the Lord will be revealed. Okay? You have to be a believer in order for the the arm of the Lord to be revealed to. It's not the way people say it is. It's the way God says it is. Bible insisted. And yes, God can reveal himself to anyone who believes. My brother and sisters. has God had mercy on the unbeliever? Yes he can. Yes he can. He can have mercy on the unbeliever. He always has. His mercy endure forever. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we pray that our brothers and sisters be able to lock in tonight. We bind the strong men and no hindering spirit, Lord. That they are not kicked out from blacktop radio we bind those demons those principalities were rebuked our hand banging his mind the lord lord take vengeance against them according to thy word you fight for us jesus you defeated them on the cross and in jesus name, we proclaim lord that our brothers and sisters be able to lag in and stay in on the lord's tower lord we put our of protection a permanent eternal hatred protection and wall of fire on the lord's tower as long as we are in this earth that we are able to preach in no wishes and words, with no spell, we'll be able to block our brothers and sisters for logging in, Lord, or staying like in the name that is a Bible or name, the name of Jehoshua, the name of Yeshua, the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. My brother and sister, I heard a sister say to her, Jehoshua. Sister says to me years ago, Brother the Lord revealed me his name. Jesus says to me that his name is Jehoshua. And then some other people say Yeshua. And then we say Jesus. Which one it is, probably? And they're all his name.
3: Yeah.
2: They're all his name. He's all. And all the Bible says. That's
3: right.
2: He's all in all of us. Okay? He is all in all of us. And so how the, the Lord wants to be called? Well, how has he revealed himself to you? Because you call him how he has revealed himself to you. Because that's the way he wants to communicate with you. But he loves you, and you are his child. So communicate with God that God wants to communicate with you. And don't be offended, and don't think that you're so different, that you're not even from this planet. You know, don't, don't be treated like an alien. Know that you're a daughter and son of God. My brother and my sister. Amen. understand that. Thank you, Lord. Okay, let me read some verses here. Because where I'm going to head with this is, hallelujah, and it's, um, thank you, Lord. Brother Tony, uh, I'm going to share some verses. You can go ahead and share whatever God puts in your heart to share.
3: Amen.
2: Okay. Uh, Look 4.4. 4. And Jesus answered him, saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, by, by every word of God. And this is a bit different from um the other apostle. Let me see, who's the other apostle? Matthew. Which is four four. What a coincidence, four four. Yeah. The answer is, it is written, Man should not live by bread but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Which one you think is correct? They're both correct. They're both the same, yeah. Okay, because they will both sitting in there when Jesus was saying these words. Amen. Okay, so okay, what is this teaching us here? Well, when I was taken to the Millennium this morning, God tested me there, I say, because we came to this woman home, a sister, and I was there with a, a group of from, the, from the, the Lord's hour, brothers and sisters. We were, we were fellowshipping together. We were working together. The, what the Lord showed me in the Millennium this morning that from us here the Lord Tower, he, he he put, he have put together, he knows who they are, a group of brothers and sisters who will be working with me in the millennium. He showed me that this morning there. And I could see my brothers and sisters' face. Like we were standing there with each other in the future. And the Lord was revealing to me, look, I have picked these sisters and brothers to work with you on the new earth. And you are going to be doing my work. He showed me. And we were going around doing the Lord's work. We came to this house. I believe it was over 20 of us, over 30. And we came to this house of this woman. And this woman was telling us that in the New York, she only had one, one clothing to wear. She didn't have no more clothing. And I looked at her and I said, sister, um, why didn't you pray that God will give you more? And I said, remember what he said in his word." She looked at me like, you know, but, you know, she said, we had, like, she was telling me, like, in the earth, or back here we have many clothing. How come we only have one on the earth? And I said, look, all you got to do is ask. Jesus said that we will not live by bread alone by every word that I proceeded out of his mouth. His word is alive, I said to her. And she's looking at me, right? And I called my brothers and sisters. I said, Come together, brothers and sisters, let's pray. That God will provide her more clothing and we pray. And this beautiful dress the Lord immediately made it appear there right before us on the table. And we grabbed the dress and I said, Look, sister And she said, Well everybody was like, Well, that's a beautiful dress, my brothers and sisters. We all agree with a beautiful dress. But the woman still said, But Brother Elvie, you know, how many how many days do we have in the month? or oh, in the week, you know, this is, these are only two. I'm going to need more, she says. And I said, dear sister, we just show you how God can provide you with more. Why don't you exercise your faith? I said, come and exercise your faith and believe that God can provide you with more. And she looking at me like, I said, sister, you just saw what we did. I said to her, we gathered together. We prayed. And God made this dress appear. God can do, God can make multiple dress appear. Even 30 days, if 30 days of clothing is what you need. God can make them appear. And I said, come, sister, pray with us. Hold the hand with us. And we pray together. And we prayed again, and God made 30 days of clothing appear to her. They were all different, you know, same type of different ones that she can wear every day for 30 days. And then the woman began to cry, sister began to cry, and, and, and thanking us. And, you know, she realized of a lack of faith, because the question asked when the disciple could not cast out that demon, my brothers and sisters, hallelujah, and, and the father of the child came to Jesus and told him the story, okay? of bringing his kid to the disciple to cast out the demon. He explained what the demon did to the child, but the disciple could not cast out the demon. Okay? And Jesus points, hallelujah, their problem
4: their lack of faith, yeah.
2: to, to the lack of faith or little faith. Okay? Hallelujah and and hallelujah thank you lord several times he talked about the little faith like in matthew 8:26. 26 he said unto them why are ye a fearful o ye a little faith and i rose and rebuked the wind and the sea and there was a great calm but he's used the word little faith so what is he saying to us there brother told me when he used the word little faith that uh
4: that means uh you know uh that is lack of faith. You know, um, I like the other passage, you know, when he says, uh, you know, when that man asked the Lord, he says, the Bible says he cries out to the Lord and he says, Lord, help my unbelief. He didn't, He realized he didn't have the faith enough, you know, like it says right there, a little faith. And because uh, we tend, you know, what that's our unbelief, you know, keeps us. From receiving from God because without faith we can't please them simply we we, that's just how it is with God you know he cannot take our unbelief and uh, but at the same time the Lord's teaching well he taught the disciples he was. he was that was like a that was a rebuke you know kind of like when someone throws fire at you because it's how it is but it's it's helping us you know like it was helping them they realized they didn't have the faith why didn't it happen because of the little faith You know, that's the same for us now. It's like, why isn't that happening? It's because of our little faith. Um, It's, uh, so what do we do? It's, we, uh, we cry out like that man and say, Lord, help my unbelief. Um, we don't just, you know, we don't just continue doubting, you know. If we notice that we don't have that faith, then we're going to do something, we're going to do something about it, you know. And that's cry out to the Lord. What I can do to increase that faith? Ask him, you know, um, and, uh.
2: Is it something you ask for?
4: It, yeah, yeah, that, that's always in my everyday prayer. You know, it's, I'm always saying, Lord, help on unbelief, always repenting. Because it, there's something about doubt and unbelief, you know, that's, like you mentioned, you have to repent every day because it's it's everywhere, you know, we see it everywhere. And uh, everywhere we go, and, and it, you see a lot of unbelief, and like you say, that's even in the air, that's everywhere. And uh, even the enemy, you know, he, he speaks unbelief in us, you know. And, and all that stuff, you know, and um but that's why we cross so all over for for more uh you know, I've been I've been really asking him for the gift of faith. That's something I've been really wanting. That's, you know, something different, something separate because that that is a gift that he can give us and that's what I'm seeking for that, a gift of faith. Because like I said, without faith we can't please we can't please him. And uh saying so it's impossible to please him. Yeah, that's, yeah, Hebrews chapter 1, we, it's, it's it's impossible. Anyway, in the Bible, you know, it's really the only part where it says that it's impossible. And that's our our unbelief. With that, we cannot please God. It's impossible to please him. And uh, so faith, yeah, is big before God. I mean, it's, he created, you know, like it says in Romans 4.17, he, cre- he calls those things that are not as though they were you know that's god you know it's faith you know everything he created he created it when there was nothing you know and, and that should be our that should be our our that's how should we we should be as well you know we need to be reminded every day of this you know that even if we don't understand i'm just i'm just gonna believe it you know you know i'm just gonna believe that what god says it's it's how it is and uh
2: Amen. so yeah
4: that's that's very important
2: Thank you, Lord. Thank you. you know, if we can ask the Lord, like the Bible says, he can stop us from falling. All
3: right.
2: And really, when you fall into doubt and unbelief, that's falling. Because sometimes some people are stuck there 40, 50 years and more, and they don't see a way out of that doubt and unbelief unless you cry out to God like some of the people did. Jesus was around doing miracles, and the Bible said that were sound that did not believe. They were stuck on the unbelief and the doubt. They can sink your life there, and you stay there for years until one day you cry out to God and say, God, get me out of this doubt and unbelief. Get it out of me. You know, the time you begin to believe and you begin to see the hand of God move on your behalf. Yeah. You know, it sinks. It holds you back your life. And you can blame God all day long, all year long, all eternally, and you won't get anywhere. The only way you get any way when you ask, cry out to God and say, God, please, I want to believe. I want to walk by faith. I truly want to walk by faith. And now that one, and have them believe of me. God, please help me. Get, help me to get out of that, that limited stock way of living. Because it really holds people back, you know. And, and I heard a testimony of a sister. She came to the Lord when she was 77. And when she looked back to her life, you know what she said? I have wasted 77 years of my life. Yeah. But you know what she said? It's never too late with us. And she after she gave her life to Jesus, she said, God, I would like to evangelize for you. You know, she died, I believe it was 87, 89, two years later. She went home to being with the Lord. But those last year of her life, she did more than what a lot of people do most of their life. She evangelized every single day. The church that she was going to was not even a hundred members, and she led over 300 men and women to Christ in that church. The church had over 400 men and women, and those 400 men and women led her to, she led them to Christ. A man and, man and woman in the street selling drug prostitutes, she went and evangelized them every day in the name of the Lord, praying over them right there she went and hired the prostitute and led the prostitute to christ how do you think she she evangelized the prostitute she didn't just walk to after them and began to preach you know what she did she prayed to the lord to give her wisdom to evangelize the prostitute and this is what she did she went and made a pot uh uh where you carry your your hot tea or hot coffee of hot coffee it's like a turmoil okay. And and she had a cup of it in in uh she bought cups, right, like in Dollar Tree. And she went out to the prostitute and she said, would you like to have a, a cup of uh, a hot coffee? And she had a lid put a cup over it, too, and covered it. They all say yes, yes, yes. And every day, she started giving them a hot coffee. Went to the prostitute with the homeless. Can I get you a hot coffee? Look, I just made it fresh in my house. You know, and she will give it to them every day. They will get used to, especially in the winter. I know she's like gets very cold, to a hot coffee, her hot coffee. And after she showed them how much she cared with the hot coffee, she began to share the word with her. Say, can I share a, a verse from this Bible with you? And because she gave them the hot coffee and they already knew her, they say yes, ma'am. Go ahead, and she will read it for them. And she said, Jesus loves you, and you are very special to him. And some of the prophets started breaking, crying, saying, I'm not even special to my daddy who abused me. And you telling me that God is my father and that I'm special to him? She said, yes, he's your real father, and he loves you. And he can clean your life and get you from there. And a lot of those women... Became later on after receiving Christ for this woman, great minister, great woman, great wife, great mothers. Okay? They got set free by God through this woman. My brother and sister. But she began to evangelize them by giving them something. One day was a cup of hot coffee. Salam, brother Miguel. The other day was a donut with a coffee. As she felt she would go to the market. buy. Donor's boxes, put it on her car, a 77-year-old, and went and said, Today I'm giving you a donor with your coffee. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. So after she fed them, she shared the word, my brother and sister. Why? What did Jesus say? He answered and said, it's Man should not live by bread alone. The bread and the coffee was not going to save them. No. But by every word that proceeded out of God's mouth, she shared the word with them afterward. She shared the bread, the donut, and then she shared the word. And these people, at this vein, she was so nice to them by buying them a coffee and a donut. And then when she shared the word, they listened because they said, you are truly a believer. You are truly a daughter of God. Because no everybody else drives by. We see people going to church. No one stops to say anything. And you stop every day and you give us a coffee and a donut and you share the word. And that's what started changing so many people. By the time she went home she had led over four hundred people to Christ. Say and deliver. My brother and sister. It never's too late. It's never too late we got to stop thinking that it's too late for people, because it's never too late. Even Father spoke to me the other day and said that even those that are staying behind the great tribulation, if they trust in him, Father says to me, he will protect them, he says. Where all the nestling coming out, all the demon, all the evil coming out of the faith in the great tribulation, God said that if they trust in him, he will protect them. <laughs> And if the almighty protects you, who 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 can come against you? Who can do you harm? nobody. And he making a promise. Okay? My That is a good question, <laughs> That is a good question. I I know that we can pray for them, can we evangelize the vaccinated? That is, that is what do you think Yeah, I I've understood, you know, what you said and
4: and uh I've always gotten, you know, um convicted from what you said in other words i i um i say uh it was a confirmation to me you know what you said uh, um those that took the vaccine it, it, it is
2: it's a complicated yeah, matter
4: it, it's very complicated especially when it's your own family
2: you know but you know you ev- evangelizing i mean and it, that's exactly what they are and what is in the body yeah. so i don't think you should evangelize a demon I don't think, that's why we should just pray, because uh, they're not there anymore. We should pray for their soul, that are down there. But one thing Jesus said, okay? The
4: Lord can restore them, can can help that person in the future, you know. It's not that that person, you know, don't, I believe, you know, that's what's in my heart. That person, we can pray for that person, and the Lord can, can do a miracle, you know, like, Especially when it's a family member that, you know, hurts even more. You know, we can definitely I pray to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I've been, like me, I've been praying for my brother. He got vaccinated, and I've been led to pray for him. You know, so I pray for him continually. He's the only one in the family
3: vaccinated. And-
2: well, he, here's what I've been thinking about. And uh, thank you for that sharing that, brother. That's so true. When Jesus said, I also, i tell thee," when he was speaking to Peter. Thou art Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it." Now, the Lord knew that people would be vaccinated, and that including many Christians, okay? I I kept thinking about this, and then, and then in, in Act 10 where the Bible says that Jesus came to destroy the work of the devil, because the by seeing is the work of the devil, first of all. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was thinking, wait, the Lord knew that people will be vaccinated, including many Christians. But he also said that the doors of heaven will not prevail against the church. That means that they will go in, but the door will not be able to hold them back from coming out one day.
3: Because
2: no. okay. they cannot prevail. The doors of hell, the gates of hell, will not prevail. Mm-hmm. So my understanding is, if the doors of hell, if the gates of hell because some translation says door something gate it's the same thing doors and gate will not prevail that means it cannot hold the church back active
3: right.
2: you know that's what i'm thinking so those christians that took the by scene that are in here that their souls are in hell the doors of hell that they went through to get there cannot prevail of holding them back they're going to come out again the only thing that is a consequence for sin You know, we talked about consequence. Sometimes we don't talk about much about consequence of sin. There is a consequence, and I believe it's in Hebrew, Hebrew 10, I think it is, that talks about the consequence of of sin. You know, after after we uh, have received the Lord and and and. And we go back to, to to sin. I think it is okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because God has made a covenant with us, and the covenant that I will make with them in those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law into their heart and then, and their minds, and I will write them. So there is a covenant God has made with us. Okay, if their sins and iniquity, well, in their sins and iniquity, well, I now remember no more. No, uh, Now, where remission of this is, there's no more offering for the sin, okay? Says, this says the writer of Hebrew. Now, that, now where remission of this is, there's no, there's no more offering for the sins, okay? Having uh, therefore boldness, brethren, is to enter into the holy by the blood of Jesus. And this is when you pray, you enter the holy through prayer by the blood of Jesus, the Bible said that we need to have the boldness. That's right. When you pray, you pray with boldness. You, you do it believing, okay? By, by a new living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled, fr- sprinkled from evil conscience in our body, washed with pure water. And this is through repenting. That's why daily repenting is so important, because this only happens through repenting. How, long, how do we have a heart sprinkle? Sprinkle is by the blood of Jesus. Yeah. The blood of Jesus cleansing us from all evil conscience. Okay. And the conscience, we know, is what you retain. You see, if you sin unconsciously, okay, look at something, and you don't repent for that, and you just go to bed, a demon can come and play without memory from your conscience. But if you repent and your conscience is washed with the blood of Jesus, there's, there's nothing there. It's been cleansed. So that's one way for me to explain it. And our body washed with pure water, including your body. So when you, are, when you repent your sins, that's the Lord, to cleanse you with his blood, body, soul, and spirit. Because if he, once he does it, and we do this every day, there's nothing there for the devil to use against you. Because the devil can only use what you have. If you have nothing, when the demon comes at night to, to watch you sleeping, because when you're asleep, you're asleep. You know, your conscience, you, you you go to sleep, and the demon can see, and let's say you haven't asked the Lord, you have not taken the armor of God. That's why when you take the armor of God, say it aloud, I take the helmet of salvation. And you, you pronounce each and one of them Yeah. loud. You say it, you, I take the helmet, okay? And then, after you do that, you ask the Lord, to, for the angel of the Lord to come around you. After so you do your prayer, pray for your brothers and sister, you pray for soul to be in faith, okay? Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Okay. So, Amen. Cause, you know, demon will attack you if you're not protected.
3: Yeah. They
2: will. You're giving them open door when you don't. You know, take the the. Some people used to say the pain to pray. Yeah. You don't take the pain to pray. It's painful to a lot of people. Why? Why is it painful, brother? To pray. Sometimes you know we're tired.
4: You know, um, it's just uh, like for example, like. At night we get tired and it's like then you don't want to get up you know but like you mentioned before we can pray anywhere we can't even you know be praying you know sometimes i I'll be honest i feel weak at times and and uh i pray however i can you know if, if i feel like i can't even get up i just pray you know laying down I be, the bible
2: says let the weak say i am strong yeah
4: <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, and I always do it. And but the Lord is faithful; He He does give me. So like yesterday, I was struggling, you know, and I and I kept on praying in tongues, and and uh, and He gave me strength. I got up and 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 got on my knees because I said, uh, you know, I gotta get up, and and He did. But you know, we we have to pray. You know, prayer is the key. You know, um, prayer is the key. You know, and the Lord taught us that in Gethsemane. He taught us that. Um, prayer is what's going to get us through you know he said my soul is troubled he said you know but he prayed and prayed and father you know sent him did the angel He's father sent him help through prayer you know and he, he was teaching us there that it is prayer that's going to get us through it is prayer that that um that god is seeking from us you know and uh we have to we have to push you know and we have to pray the lord said to his you know to his disciples you could even pray with me one hour you know and uh the Lord would spend whole night praying about his as, you know, all night praying with the father and, and we see how father, you know, you know, and, uh, he, he, he was teaching us is why it's, it's why, he, you know, telling us there and we have to push, we have to pray and, and, uh, wherever we are, pray, you know, we have to pray and, uh, and, uh, not give up. We cannot, you know, um, we cannot give up prayer and, and, uh, Prayer is, is is what God is seeking from us.
2: And, uh, Sometimes we are what, what we confess. Mm-hmm. Like I said, yeah. never say your wish. say I'm. Let the we say I'm strong. That's right. Say it. I'm strong, Lord, yeah. I'm strong enough. I can do all things to to Christ. Yeah, through yeah. Christ. Because God will help us through it, and yeah. and will help us overcome and 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 be strong in Him.
3: Yeah, because
2: a lot of time I, I keep saying I'm tired, I'm tired, but I didn't notice that by me saying I'm tired, I become more tired. Yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah, it's true. We it, you, you have to pro, you have to say what you proclaim. Yeah, and what you proclaim, say it. That's right. And yeah. God, God will fulfill it because He's faithful. Yeah, we have you to. Know? Yeah, we
4: everything we say is. Like, we are who God says we are, right? And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, our confidence is in the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I can't, you know, everything that I am is because of, like he says, Christ, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, you mm-hmm. know. Like the Bible says, you know, the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing, you know. Amen. He's our strength, you know. He's our, he's our He's our confidence, in other words, you know, yes. I'm not confident because of what I what I can do or what I you know, who I am. I'm confident because of him because he's my he's my he's my Lord and, and mm-hmm. he's the one that helps me, strengthens me and, you know.
2: Well, Remnant says it's difficult to remember that in trial. Yeah, that is true. It's
4: we go through trials sometimes, and we tend to forget. We we tend to forget, especially when it gets, it gets difficult. And
2: a pity party. Yeah,
4: it gets difficult, and, and what I do, and
2: you know, we have sometimes we get to those points where we have to cry out. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah, no. Yeah, never say you're tired. No, you got to Now you, you you switch and you say I'm strong yeah, in the Lord. That's right. And the power that is mine, and when when you do that, you're gonna start receiving strength. Yeah. because see, when you keep you keep saying you're tired that's what keep coming to you
3: because
4: yeah.
2: that's what you keep saying yeah I've experienced that <laughs> when
4: we speak negative when we complain but that's another thing when we complain during our trials it gets worse mm-hmm. I've experienced that and uh, it, get, it it makes it worse and uh um so yeah what we speak uh, it, we have to say even when we don't feel like <laughs> it we have to confess you know <laughs> and you know because it's true when we go through something difficult and and we start complaining and speaking negative ages just, we're just making it worse and we don't want
2: that what well, i when it says that the joy of the lord is my strength yeah the joy of the lord is our strength yeah how do, you, how do you get the joy of the lord
4: well one of them is is i know i learned this is being thankful uh uh being thankful to him to the lord that brings him joy and when he's when he, the joy of the lord is our strength so when he when you're pleasing to Him, He's He's gonna come in and, and help us, strengthen us, you know. Amen. And uh, that's when His His joy is in us, and when His joy is in us, that's strength to us. That's... Have you prayed for joy for joy? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I I claim all those things every day in prayer. Peace you, is one of them. I claim every day, and uh, and one another one is uh, His presence, Lord. Uh, and, you know, it, you know, like, you know, like, you know, your presence, your presence as fullness of joy. And, uh... Now, okay, now you stop
2: eating meat, do you feel more than present, his
4: Yeah, 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 his anointing, yeah.
2: Because <laughs>
4: I've noticed, I noticed this, and I had to experience it, to, you know. Me, it. me, would always make me weak for some reason, you know. Eating meat, I don't know, it just makes you, it would make me weak mm-hmm. for some reason, and, and then I started getting convicted when you were preaching, because you don't hear this out there anywhere. And, no, no, okay, no. They no. don't,
2: they don't, pre- they don't they teach you this, yeah. No. Who was better, Daniel and his friend who did not eat meat from the yeah. king table, or the people who ate, ate meat? The other people yeah. that ate meat were, were down on their belly. Yeah, they were. <laughs> big belly laying down, and Daniel and them was thin, strong, yeah, and better looking. The Bible says.
4: Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah. I better
2: testimony, yeah. better looking. So, you know, the Lord uh, made that clear to me. He said to me, I don't want you to eat me. You know, in the beginning, he didn't tell me why. He didn't tell me why. But I understood that Danny was better looking by not eating me. That's one way. And I said, well, I want to be better looking. Yeah. You know, in that regard. And then people started saying, you look better. You know, what, is, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So I started getting better looking like Danny. Yeah. So people say, I say I was looking better. i like. Uh, was I looking that bad when I was eating me? <laughs> they said I was better looking. So, okay. So, you know, do you feel like you're better looking now?
4: <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's. But yeah, you you feel better. You know, it just yes you feel that be- you feel more strength. You feel closer to God, don't you?
3: Yeah. Because yeah, that's
4: sure. what obedience does. It brings you yeah. closer to God. And there's a certain anointing to it, you know, because oh, because the yeah. Bible does say, you know, this the, our bodies are our temple of the Holy Spirit. So whatever we put in our bodies, you you know. If we the more we take care of our bodies, there's an anointing to it. And I and I can you know, I, I've that like you said, I've experienced this. I've experienced I I have and I still am. It's it there's an anointing to it. The more you take care of your body, the more his anointing will be in your life and more the closer you get to him, you know. There was
2: is, a sister that came back to, to she went back to eating me. But she said that the month she stopped eating me, she felt closer to God in her email. I Brother we thank you for sharing it. But the time I stopped eating meat, because God was leading her not to eat meat, the month that she did not eat meat, although she was still cooking it for her family, every day almost, she said, but she said herself, it was like like a detox, you know, detoxing her blood, her body from eating meat. She felt so cleansed, but she felt closest to God. She said, it was like being in church in the presence of God, worshiping God every day. Yeah. I stopped, I stopped eating me. And I could fast better. My fasting was not so hard. She's, I, she's, she didn't know why while she was eating me, when she fasted, it was so painful. But after she stopped eating me and fasted, it was so light for like, she's like I feel so close to God, she says. And I said... Yeah. You know, and I said, that's the way I feel when I stop eating. I feel closer to God. God can speak to me, and I can hear him clear. You know, if I go back to me, I don't hear God clear. So I wonder why so many people say, I don't hear God like you do. Well, it happens to me. If I go back to me, I don't hear God. I can hardly hear his voice. But, you know, now that I stop eating me, when he talks to me, I can hear him clearly. So something else you can seek for. Yeah. And,
3: you
2: know, and ask. Yeah. And ask. Just ask. Because that's what I did ask. You know, I remember when I could hear the Lord far away. I said, Lord, will you please speak to me more clear? And he did. You know? And that, that's something you want.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. You know? You want to hear him. You want to talk with him. You want to be in the conversation with him. That he'll tell us, look, don't do this. So, you know, this is not... Please into me, or this is what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. This is what I want you to say, or this, this, that's not correct, and things like that. You know, he 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 okay. he watches me, and if I say something, he like no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's something that he's always watching over, but it's for good, though. Yeah, I know he's doing it because he loves me. He wants to keep me safe. He wants to bring me home to heaven.
3: That's right. Yeah. You know,
2: so. You know, He's our Father, He's our God, He's our leader. He's the one that will guide us to what's true. so we're we'll always better off listening to Him. Yeah, we better. do get discouraged, though. It happens to everyone. Yeah. It's part of this life. But remember, though, that the Lord is faithful. Yeah. In His promise, everything He has told us He's gonna do, He's gonna do. He, will, yeah. he is faithful. When He brought me this morning to the Millennium, I was walking there with my brothers and sisters, and I was having a wonderful time. I looking at my brothers and sisters, like this is my brother from the Low Tower and sister. And then I see myself several times with my brothers and sisters. But he was he was letting me know, look, I have a group in the Low Tower that you're gonna be working in the millennium this morning. You're gonna be working in New York for them. Yeah, I have a work for you guys, for you my brothers and sisters to do. For you, my sons and daughters, okay? Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And he showed me the work. He showed me the brothers and sisters. We did it, I, remember what the Bible says in Revelation? Great multitude coming out of the great revelation. Well, those people are going to, in the last minute, they're going to they're give their life to Jesus and be beheaded or die. And, you know, be beheaded. Beheaded will be the way people are going to die mostly. And immediately they're, they're saved. And those people are going to the millennium without any practical biblical knowledge but it doesn't matter they have no knowledge they receive jesus yeah the savior they get saved All of the sudden they find so in the millennium later on and there's a bible there's a part in the bible that says that they come under the altar that's a, like a place of holding for them i look at under the altar as like abraham bosom remember that
3: yeah
2: people were held on abraham bosom until the lord went to the to the to paradise you know, so so it's like the people coming out of the great revelation, they come under the altar. There's a place a holding for them where they have to wait. It, there's a part in Revelation that they say to God, God, how long more do we have to wait? And then they're told they are told until the the amount of those you know that needs to come in comes in, you know, in Revelation. And so that's important because a lot of people assume right away they're in heaven. And the Bible tells you they're, they're under the altar. And then they say, i asking, how long? How long, O Lord, we'll be, we'll be, we will we be vengeance? I believe is what they say. Or how long, O Lord? They're asking the Lord for how long? That means they want to come to the near earth. They want to come to the places that they need to come to. So the great thing is, my brother and sisters, that those people that the Lord has shown me this over the years, they need to evangelize. They need to, be advanced, they need to be taught the Word, and that's our jobs. But they also need to see us walk the Word. We that have been walking with the Lord, that believe in miracles, that have seen miracles, as we have prayed for someone, we need to show them miracle. We need to show them that the Word of God is alive. And that's what the Lord was showing me. That's why This woman that says to me that she only have one clothing and I say, Why don't you ask God for more? She's like, looking at me like like how do I do that? I mean, what do you mean? I don't have that type of faith. And you know, we all have faith. It just that it could be little. Oh gee, a little faith. Come here Jesus said. Okay. So what do you what do you do when you have little faith? It doesn't say that you are I believe there's one time the Bible says faithless. But usually the Lord says, ye have little faith. That means you have faith, but it's little. So what do you do with something little? You increase it. Yeah. yeah. You know? The disciple praised that and said, Lord, as in Luke 17, increase our faith. So the Lord was pleased that they asked for this, that he... Because he's the one that can increase our faith. So what do we do? We need to ask the Lord, Lord, increase my faith. I have little faith, increase it, Lord. Increase it to the level where I can ask and you can just give me the things I need, Lord. Okay. Yep. And the Lord is faithful to do so. So then we pray. The Lord provided one dress. He says, but that's not enough. And, you know, I need more than that. I need clothing for every day. It's okay. And we pray for 30 days. The Lord gave us 30-day clothing. Beautiful new. you know, and bag. Ready to go. Yeah. Ready for the closet You know And she was crying like a baby Like wow I'm so little afraid Like no this is not to offend you This is to show you that God is faithful And he's going to take care of us My brother and sister Yeah. God's going to use us to pray This time before the rapture For food And he's going to fill our empty pot With good cooked salmon And rice and beans and lettuce and 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 tomatoes and, and avocado that I love. I love my avocado. I love um, guacamole. So we'll have guacamole. And since I love not only I like I like the fish striper, I like salmon, I like different fish. No problem. We're gonna pray and the Lord's gonna give us all these fish, all these food, cook awesomely, <laughs> cooked to perfection, well done. And I noticed also that the Lord is so faithful. When we pray for food, some people want them to eat meat. They have turkey, chicken, and beef from heaven. Not this contaminated stuff that they got down here. No. We're praying for food, and God is giving people beef, turkey, and chicken fresh, yeah. With no contamination, great tasting, all cooked, all seasoned, ready to go, ready to eat. But then he didn't stop there. He also showed me that we love to have a, a something after the food like Cheese Baby.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah brother, we cheesecake, cheese. yeah. Cheesecake, right? <laughs> and cheesecake, what else we like? Yeah, cheesecake and
4: uh, apple pies are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: You know, and we also love uh, what was the ice cream with yeah. the cheesecake, right? Yeah. And and things like that. And, and God is so awesome because he, re- he reminded me of this. It's not that I'm telling you because I want to tell you. It's that when we pray for the food and God made all this food appear ready to eat, he reminded me, look, I'm not stopping there. I'm giving you the extra things you love also. Yeah. And he showed me like, like he thinks about he thinks about the things that we love that we like to give it to us. Yeah. Isn't isn't him an awesome God? I, I keep telling you, we serve an awesome God. This is how I always start the program, thanking God because he's so awesome. He's good. Yeah. He thinks about us. You know, every time I talk to him about something, he reminds me about something that I have to thank him for, because I forget, but he doesn't forget. You know, and. He's awesome. I'm telling you, we serve such an awesome God. I'm telling you, and He's gonna take care of us in the days to come. You know, oh, the stock market's gonna fall. Let it fall like it let it rain. Let it come, and it's gonna come. We're not on the. We're not in control. God is, and God is saying it's gonna fall. So what can you do? Unless you want to spend all your day on your knees praying that it won't fall, but God is doing that because unless God brings all the stuff down, there will be no people saved that should be running to God. They are running to the stock market. They are running to our government. They're believing in a lie. And God said, it's enough, enough. He doesn't want people believing in men. Curses the man who trusts in another man. They're trusting in the system of men, the system of the devil. And God is saying enough. He wants them to trust in him. My brother sister to put their total trust in the Lord and stop trusting in vanity. Vanity of vanity is all vanity. Read the book of Ecclesiastes. It's all vanity. Why are people trusting in vanity, my brother? Yeah, it's uh, it's, uh, it's
4: like you say, you know, curse is a man that trusts another man. Uh that's that's what we see all around. It's uh you know you know, we, I was delivered from that too. You know, once you get to know the Lord, you understand that my, so the Lord is my provider. You know, I cannot be trusting in, and, and uh, no one, you know, uh, cannot be, you know, depending on the government or, you know, the Lord is our provider. You know, and uh, that's something that, like you say, you know, many in the days to come are. The Lord wants to bring this you know, and this is a blessing, what he's going to do. You know, you may think, you know, why is he going to do that? No, he's bringing this because he loves, you know, he loves us. And he wants to save many people, you know, through this, you know, through the difficulties that he's going to bring. You know, that's the whole purpose, for people to get on their knees, you know, and and realize that only God can deliver us, you know. And, uh, you know, Father wants to bring us, you know, to that place where we understand that, you know, to the cross, you know, and many people, I believe in the days to come, they're going to get on their knees and cry out to God, you know, and they're going to acknowledge the Lord, you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's really a blessing. I see it as a blessing, you know, like you say, you even said before, you know, even the tribulation is a blessing for so many people, you know, because they're going to realize only God can deliver them. Only they're going to have to cry out to God and when I believe I have to believe that when they cry out to him that's when the Lord is going to help them you know and uh, you know it's just it's how it is and you know and it's really a blessing you know you see God is love and everything he does is is, he it's, it's it's love you know beyond our beyond our imagination and you know and us you know we're gonna He's gonna. He knows how to deliver his his people, his his people, and what the Bible says, and we're gonna be a blessing to those around us in the days to come. Because we're not, you know, we're we're going to be, you know, what we've received from him. We're gonna be, you know, sharing, you know, uh, we're gonna be just a blessing to people in the days day to come, and and that's all we can do, you know, that we're, we're just. We're blessed, and we're gonna be a blessing to others in days of common but yeah, it's it's gonna be a blessing from from God. You know what He's gonna do, and many people, I, many people are gonna be saved in days to common And uh, they're going to, uh, you know. How,
2: how do we, how do we get people to believe, bro?
4: Yeah, I man. Sometimes it takes difficulties for people to come to the Lord. Yeah, <laughs> the Lord has to be. Sometimes He He brings something to us, you know, humans that uh, we don't like. And we get to that point where the only, our only option is Lord help us, you know crying out to him that's unless we are in that level of needing God holding yeah, more than anything it takes that for many people you know um for many people, that's what it takes, and uh yeah, in my case, it was you know he just showed up in my life, and I said yes Lord, you know I follow, you know, but for for other people' it's, it's just, it takes really you know it takes the brokenness, you know, it, it, it has to hurt them for them to realize that you know God is our provider and and uh, to be
2: saved.
3: You know.
2: I, I believe it is like a comfort zone. Yeah. Right now that God needs to get us get people out of that comfort zone mm-hmm. where where they can see him and need him and yeah. want to be with him you know yeah it's important that that we pray for god to bring people yeah and and help them to understand that the lord is is the only the only help yeah the only protection from evil
3: yeah
2: is the lord shalom joseph yeah so it's very important we 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 we, we trust in the lord yeah and put put our whole he be our protection. Yeah, you know, like David said, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil, mm-hmm. because God was with him.
4: God is with me. Man. And so
2: that's where we need to be, trusting the Lord above all. Above all. Yeah. And if if we're not there, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. I I see people in trouble who are not there trusting the Lord. Even people that I used to trust. I've been asking the Lord, which I'm going to ask everyone listening, to ask the Lord that you don't want to be lukewarm. Mm-hmm. I was asking the Lord that in prayer last night, and I said, "I'm going to tell the, I'm going to share this with my brothers and sisters." As I was talking to the Lord, that to pray that you don't want to be lukewarm, that you want to be on fire for Jesus, that you want your lamb to be on fire for the Lord, mm-hmm. because. Look warm for God is where you are in the comfort zone where some people are not even praying and not fasting. We have our corporate fasting Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. A lot of people we're, we're even with us doing it, they're not doing it anymore. Very few people and the, the only reason why I asked the Lord for us to be able to do the fasting which because the Bible says that when you fast. To wash your face, close the door, doing between you and God. So I said, Lord, can we have a corporate fasting where we can do it together to encourage one another? And the Lord said, yes. He, he gave me permission for us to do a corporate fasting. And that's the reason, because we need motivation. We need to motivate one another. And I know that corporate fasting every week, three days a week, until the rapture departure of the bride of Christ is to encourage one another. Because some people tell me that they're not able to fast either for, for... I had a preacher tell me last week that she doesn't fast. And, I, and she's always evangelizing. But she's, to me, if you're always evangelizing and you're not fasting, you, you can be an easy target for the enemy. Because when you fast, you make your spirit strong. Okay. And you, your flesh got, becomes submitted to the spirit. When you don't fast, you can make your flesh stronger than your spirit. And then the enemy can use your flesh and attack you. Through one way the enemy can make you can attack your life, is through your own flesh. He can make easily your, 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 your flesh sick if you're not fasting. Because God can protect you from getting sick of the enemy if through fasting you're asking for healing, for, for, for protection. For healing, okay? It's important. It's important. So I always have encouraged people, has God led me to always fast? To fast. Yes, when I was single, I used to fast almost every day. But now that I'm married, I understand I have a family. It's not easy to do it every day. It's not the same. But fasting, at least we're doing the corporate fasting. Now, when I get invited from churches, when churches want me to do special service, I go into a seven-day or five-day fasting, four-day fasting. Depends how I'm led by the Lord. Then I'll I, I talk, I talk to my wife. I tell look, I got this special service on Sunday or this weekend. I need to Saturday or Friday or Saturday. I need to be in fasting, separated for this, because I know there are people that need deliverance the there. I want to see the power of God move. I want to see God baptizing people, things like that. And they come in agreement, and that's how we do it. But fasting is very important for ministry, you know. And you do it even before you have a, before God goes into the ministry full time. Because you got to understand that if you go do services where you need to rebuke demon principality of the people, and there are many people bound with demon out there, Every time someone tells you, well, I'm going through this, this problem, that problem could be a demon. And there's been cases where the Lord had me rebuked demon out of people for things that they didn't think it was a demon. And God let me know it was a demon, and I said, come, let us pray together. And I rebuked that demon, and I left them, and their the life changes. Their life change, the changed, it changes. You know? So sickness, most of the sickness can be demon. And I don't say they all are, but most of it can be, you know, like, like uh, sneezing a lot can be a demon. Cold, having a cold a lot can be a demon. A lot of time I had to come against a demon of cold, of coughing, too much. A stuffed nose can be a demon. I used to have that a lot, and I rebuked that and bound that. This is the way the Lord showed me those demons that can cause your stuffed nose, in ology, things like that. Um, the Lord took me in the spirit and made me, the Lord made me as small as a nanometer. a dial smallness that the Lord made me in the spirit, he made me very small. I saw large demons in the spirit. They could not see me where I was. They were turning into a very small. Then the Lord had me follow them in the spirit. When I followed them in the spirit, they went towards someone's body. And I saw them going through the snow. They went inside the person's body. They went through the artery, through the channel inside the body, straight to the nose. And I saw the demon causing allergy in this person's nose and, and stuffed Nose. I could see them, the demon inside talking one another. Let, let's cause this on this person. And they were constantly causing this. And if the person doesn't have discernment, discerning of spirit. To bind and rebuke these demons, Bible and sisters, they they have a they have a name. These demons have a name. Let me let me go to uh, I think it's Ephesians, right? Ephesians um, to six. Okay, Well, we rest on that, we rest on that against flesh and blood, but against principality against power, against rules of darkness, whether spiritual wickedness and uh these are these are the ones they're power. The power I know. Powers are the one that that can but these power also can make themselves small. Okay? These power okay. And they're able to because they're power. Okay? They're able to because they're power. Yes, they're felicited demon. Okay. So uh, these demons are causing a, a sickness in the person's life. Mm-hmm. Allergies, sneezing, coughing constantly. These person are every day doing this constantly, and they think it's okay. Oh, I'm just allergic. I understand about temporary allergy because uh, the pollen gets into your body, which are, it may me sneeze. Okay? But if I see that it's trying to get out of control in my body, I begin to rebuild this power. Demon, because I saw them turning small to go into people's nose nostril and begin to cause these things and to when i when i the lord made me big again came back to my body i immediately uh began to bind them and rebuke them bind and you know the first time I started binding these powers they didn't want to leave and what it was is that in my own body since i confessed and gave them like, uh, like authority over my body to make me sick. Look, oh, I just have allergy, an example. We as a believer should never confess that. Right. Because okay. if you confess that, you, it's like you're giving them authority to attack you with allergy. Mm-hmm. Okay? Oh, I just have this or that. We should never be confessing anything for our body. Because that, that can, you can allow them through that word for them to attack you. Okay? And so what we need to do is bind them and rebuke these power that are attacks are, are, are allergy. Uh, even the demon of fear is a demon. You know, and some people get attacked by this demon of Allah. What the demon does is visit them, and, and they have an open door. You know, if, if you are being attacked by panic, and I know there's some people that are, that's a demon. And that demon had come into your life through an open door. What opened the door is what you need to ask the Lord in prayer and fasting. And say, Lord, show me uh, through what is the open door for this demon. How did it come into your life? You need to ask the Lord to show you in a dream or in a vision. The Lord is faithful. You know, he'll show you. If you cannot hear the Lord yet speak to you, tell him to show you. Mm-hmm. You can always ask for him to speak to you, but tell him to show you. Or, or speak to you through a dream motivation, because it's still the same. It's still the Lord speaking. Mm-hmm. And show you how. What is the open door? And repent the open door, because the open door can also be a generational line. Because God says in his word, I will visit the iniquity of the parent until the first, second, third, fourth generation. Over the iniquity of them. So that's a generational line curse that came into your own life. That you can confess in the name of the Lord Jesus through the cross. That everything is forgiven to that was taken to the cross. And repent and say, Lord, so I'm so sorry for this. Lord, I ask that we be broken on the cross in my life, in my generational life. From my father's side, my mother's side, their generation line, their ancestor line, back to Adam and Eve from first, second, third, fourth generation. I'm so sorry, Lord Jesus. And break this demon, this allergy, Lord, this open door. I repent in Jesus' name. Allergy, Lord. Migraine, panic, Lord. In Jesus' name. Gluttony, Lord. Overweight, Lord. All these things you begin to confess. And ask the Lord to set you free. Set me free, Lord. Your word says in John eight thirty six, When so the Son set free, it is free in thee. The Lord can set you free. You gotta ask. You gotta ask. Ask and thou shall receive. Thank you, Lord. Lord, let you people that are again tonight and billions of children. words in you? We break Lord in the name of Jesus. Oh world, we're oh, word, oh word, I can a spell against the Lord Yahweh to keep people from logging in, all the fallen neftalim, we bind and rebuke in the name of Jesus. We ask for a permanent of protection on the wall of fire on the Lord's hour until we go home in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Very important, very important, my brother and sister, we proclaim and declare what Jesus said in his word that we should have. And when you start doing this every day and you fast for it, you are serious, first of all, when you fast, because that's what the Lord uh, revealed to me, that when we ask God for something and we fast about it, it means to God that we're serious about it. We really want it. Yeah. If you don't fast about it, you're not serious. But if you do fast, you are, are letting God know you're being serious about it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. So it's very important that we be serious for whatever we ask God. This is why Moses went to the mountain and he fasted. Elijah fasted. Jesus came and fasted, showed the seriousness of his ministry, forty day, forty-nine. The disciples fasted when Jesus left, showing the seriousness of their ministry. Fasting is a sign that you're being serious with God. If you say, Oh, I can't fast, you 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 it's like you're making God a liar. No, you have to ask God that you want to fast. It doesn't matter if you need to take if you take medication, if you have a sickness Like the sister that had to take so many medications that she could never fast. So she never fasted in her life. I said, dear sister, will you trust the Lord with your life, with your health, and fast for the Lord at least one day, and ask the Lord to set you free and heal you? And she did. By 1 o'clock, she was healed. She was healed, miraculous. She received her miracle that for many years she prayed, she never got. She got it through a day of fasting. My brother, so she was thanking me. I said, no, no, no. It wasn't me. It was the Lord. The Bible says ask. We ask. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. You need to understand that obedience to God is better than sacrifice.
3: Yeah.
2: And what she did, she obeyed, and God blessed her. God blessed her for it. My brother, look at all the people that have taken the message that the Lord has given me serious, have wrote them down, have applied them to their life, like the sister, her 60-something years old, heard me talking about pride and unbelief, to repent it safely and asked the Lord to increase her faith. She went, prayed for, for her grandchildren, who were never wanted to heal, go to church or receive Jesus. And she went and did it, asked the Lord to increase her faith faster than pray. A few months after, my brother and sister, she felt the Lord increasing her faith. She asked for her, her grandchildren again. They received the Lord, and they're going to church with her now. God did a, a tremendous miracle. She said, Brother Elvi, when you said this, God really touched me that that's exactly what I needed. Yeah. And I began to do what you said on, the, on your program and began to fast, began to repent, pride, and unbelief. My brother, my brother Elvi, every day, as much as I could every day, just saying I'm sorry to the Lord and repenting it, and ask the Lord to please increase my faith that when I will pray for my grandchildren, God, will move and, and will save them, that I will have the faith for it, she said. And she prayed, she emailed me, a great email, letting me know what happened, and they're saved now. She said, what a difference, Brother Ali, when you pray. She said, I've been praying all along without faith, she says. You know how many people are doing that every day and they don't even know? That alone? That they've been praying, praying faithfully without faith? And without faith, it is what?
4: Impossible to please
2: him. Say, say it aloud. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, yeah? That's, that's the word of God. That's not my word. It's not the word of Brother Toling. It's not the word of men. It's the word of God. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. So why people are spending hours every day in prayer without faith? Go ahead and explain that to me, because I don't understand it. Yeah,
4: you know, faith is actually a commandment, because the Bible says, you know, um, the righteous shall live by faith, you know, and but we don't see it that way. You know, we tend to doubt, and that's why we have to repent. You know, we have to really repent our doubt and unbelief. We keep on doubting, you know. We have to repent it every day, you know, um, until, until you feel like it's gone. You have to, you know, if you feel like it's still there, you have to repent it, you know repent and and rebuke. You know, rebuke doubt, you know, and and uh and cry out to the Lord for to increase to increase our faith. You know, we have to do that and when I you know, I understand it this way. I see it as, you know, as a commandment. When you have we have to believe that's the only way we can please God and, and we're actually saved by faith. You know, it is by faith that we're saved and and
2: uh That is not a loss, it's a gift of <laughs> Yeah. So why was
3: it?
2: Yeah. So it's not an effort that you can put in.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a gift from God. Yeah. By yeah. faith. So it's God, giving you something for believing, so that's how it comes. Yeah. Anything comes in God. This is the way the Lord explained it to me. You ask, and I give to you. He said to me that it was uh, this morning, you ask and I give to you. So by faith you ask, and God gives it to us. It is not that, that we did something, we asked. He does it, and that's why he gets the glory. Because mm-hmm. he's the one that does what we ask. Yeah. You know, and that's how he explained it to me. I said, thank you, Lord, because we need to be reminded. Yeah. So none of us can take any credit for it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But again, if we spend eight hours in prayer every day for 10 years and nothing happens, and then we ask the Lord, what happened, Lord? And the Lord says to me like he, like he says to me, you've been praying, but you've been praying without faith. How do you feel about that? I felt sick. You had found You know, in one way I felt happy. Mm-hmm. Because you want the Lord to rebuke you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know? Because the Bible says if your heart rebukes the greater God. So if God says to you, look, my son, look, my daughter, you've been praying for 10 years, but you've been praying without faith, what do you say? But God, I thought that that's what you said in your word to pray. Well, that's not only what he said. He also said to pray with faith. Okay. You know, this is why he, when he walked with his disciple and he, he said, all right, go, go Peter, John, go the group and go evangelize. And they went, and, and the, the father bring his child to his son to them that was still lunatic, right? And they couldn't rebuke the demons. And so the father, I guess he decided to bring it to Jesus, because he heard the fame of Jesus. And then Jesus, then the the, the father said, I brought it to your disciple, and you know the son was still sick. Nothing happened. Peter. Demon, I rebuke you. Thomas, I rebuke you. Matthew, I rebuke you. Luke, I rebuke you. Mark, I rebuke you, demon. And the demon will not leave. What happened? Were they not giving the demon an order? Yes, they were. But how were they doing it? Without faith. Without faith. My brother and sister, they did what the Lord told them to do, and that was obedient. But there was one ingredient missing. Imagine Peter and them swearing all day long, all afternoon, rebuking the demon, and the demon was still there laughing at them. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, bring me the child and cast out the demon. Mm-hmm. Go, demon. And the demon left right away. Entirely. And then the disciples said to, Peter, to the Lord, Lord, why can't, why couldn't we rebuke?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <anything? laughs>
3: it's
2: a good question, Matthew, Peter. That's a good question. Because of your little faith, mm-hmm. you know, your unbelief. And when you don't have faith, you know. How do you know that you, you don't have faith? You have unbelief. The place where faith should be reigning, the throne. Faith should have the throne in your life because faith is Jesus. Mm-hmm. You have something else which is called unbelief. Enthrone. And where your faith should be How do you know You're not walking by faith Because you're doubting all the time You're questioning Whether it should be or not When The Bible says To only Believe Okay What happens when you don't only believe And you have all this doubt And unbelief Then you're not only believing so what happened? You're offending God. You're offending the Lord because He told us to work by faith. The righteous should work by faith. So why are we not walking by faith? Why are we full of doubt, questioning God's word? I was telling Brother Tony earlier. Brother Tony, why do people spend so much time doubting God's word? Remember the question. What was it that you said? I don't know. Yeah, we were talking about you know about doubting
4: earlier. Um, Why do
2: people spend so much time questioning God's word?
4: Yeah, uh, yeah, we you know we were mentioning about you know uh, you know doubt is gonna get us nowhere, you know, and uh, it's
2: uh,
4: it's we have to believe, you know. We were talking about faith. And. Uh,
2: Amen. So, and right. Someone said, "Mister Mister will get angry." Uh-huh. And it's, it's true in, 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 a, in certain occasions with certain people, who are better on forgiveness
3: yeah.
2: and so much more. Mm-hmm. And it's not like cause this is the way the Lord began to teach me about faith, because I had a lot of doubt and unbelieving in me. And and I said, Lord, teach me to walk by faith. Yeah. And then the way the Lord was teaching me was, I went into prayer, and when I was praying for something, I would doubt. And there he will correct me. Say, no, why Why do you doubt? You say to me. And then, okay, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then I began to repent again. Mm-hmm. You know, and he will do this several times to me, like every day. And, and, and in prayer, he will tell me that I will be doubting.
3: Because
2: yeah. you know when you're doubting, when you're praying for something and you're asking God to do this, and you feel in your heart like you're, you're questioning, you're doubting it. Because I thought I was doing it. And he would rebuke me and say, no. Teaching me to pray with faith.
4: Yeah.
2: You know? That my brother and sister, when you pray with faith, you're not praying alone. You're praying with faith. You know? Have, don't, don't you feel sometimes that you're like praying alone? If you're praying with faith, you're not praying alone. Your prayer goes with faith. God is doing something.
3: Yeah.
2: Something is happening. My brother and sister. Okay. Thank you, Lord. And that's how he wants us to pray, with faith. Pray with faith. And if you don't feel, because a lot of people go by feeling, and be careful with feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't think that you're praying with faith, ask the Lord to help you to pray with faith every day. That you don't want to just pray, blah, 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 for things just words, and not faith. You want to pray with faith. That when you ask for something, it is done. It is finished. Okay? It has been answered. You know, I was praying this week in my midnight hour with the Lord. I was meant to share this on Sunday. And I said, Lord, these these people that are asking me for all these petitions, which are thousands of them, Lord, will you answer these petitions? You know what the Lord says? Yes, I answered your petition. Clearly, he says to me, yes. All these people have asked me for these things. The Lord already had answered them. Some have already received it. Some are in our way to receive it. Like Sister Luna was asking for petition. All that had already been answered. The moment we pray with faith, already has been answered. It's just when the person will receive it. If the person... Ask with faith or get it fast. If the person asks with Tao, with it takes longer. Yeah. Tao is what keeps us going around longer.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: What is my biblical base for what I'm saying? And I have one. I have a biblical faith based on what I'm saying right now. And my biblical base for it is the children of Israel in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Why did it take them 40 years? to get to the promised land because of the doubt and unbelief, the Bible says. As long as you doubt, it takes longer. That's why some people we can pray and they immediately receive. Other people we can pray, it takes them longer and longer and longer. The children of Israel, most of them doubted Moses and complained and murmured. And it took them 40 years to get to the promised land. When it should have taken them about a month, yeah, that's right. the longer three months, it took them 40 years. The question, some people say, why did Moses kept them 40 years going around? No, Moses was not in control. People got it wrong. Moses was the leader. But Moses was a leader being led by the greater leader, God. Moses was being led by God Joshua was being led by God all the great men of God was being led by God they were taking the children of Israel around because God my brothers and sisters going around is, is, is a is a type of mystery if you if you doubt and unbelief you get into mystery Spiritually, spiritually, that's what the meaning spiritually is. You know what you're doing? You're going around. And you're going around. And you're going around. Going around. And Brother Larry shared one time where we, he asked me to pray. We prayed together. And God gave him a vision that he was like in a spiritual hole going around. And when we prayed, I said, Brother Larry, ask the Lord to increase your faith. Repent your down and He started doing it. He saw himself spiritually coming out of the hole and coming out of the hole, and coming out of the hole. We build a spiritual hole in our life when we die in unbelief. And we're in that hole going around like the children of Israel. And that's why spiritually they were going around, and literally they were going around.
3: Yeah.
2: Because what, what is spiritual in your life, it will manifest physically.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Sure. If you're going around spiritually, You will be going around physically. My brothers, this is why changing your way, repenting is changing your way. You know? Repenting is changing your way. Thank you, Lord. There's there's a a verse in, 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 in Proverbs. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. I believe it's 21. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yeshua. God is so awesome. He is so good. Hallelujah. He that covered his sin, Proverbs 28, 18, I'm sorry. He that covered his sin shall not prosper. But he that confessed it and forsaken me, what happened? Shall have mercy. You know whose mercy is? Jesus. We'll have Jesus. You will have more of Jesus when you confess your sin and you've forsaken them. Mm -hmm. He will give you more than himself to you. God will have mercy on you. God will give you Jesus. My brother and sister. The reason why God told Adam and Eve then, his angels, to get Adam and Eve out of the garden, he kicked them out of the garden was. Because then man would stretch his hand to the, to the, to the fruit of life, which was Jesus, and remain in sin forever. Which was not the will of God that we remain in sin forever. No. Not the will of God that we will remain in sin forever. Bible, brother and sister. So Adam and Eve in sin cannot have Jesus. Lest you repent, you cannot have Jesus. God will give you Jesus when you repent. And the more you repent, he gives you more of Jesus. And more of Jesus. The more you repent, the more of Jesus he gives you. Because that's what we need. We need more of Jesus. We need more grace. We need more mercy every day. Yeah. And his grace and mercy are sufficient because Jesus is Endless. Jesus is greater than the heavens. Jesus is greater than all creations, because Jesus is first from creations. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. It's important, my brother and sister, that we understand that if we want to have more of Jesus, and God will give us more, we need to repent pride and unbelief. We need to ask God to remove this doubt and unbelief from our heart. to burn it. Get it, get it out. Get it out. Confess that I say, I'm sorry, God, for my pride, my doubt and unbelief. Get it out of me, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to walk by faith without any doubt, Lord. Only believe, Jesus said, and only believe that in your mind, in your heart, in your life, you only have faith. The righteous should live by faith. And you, you'll find out that when you pray afterwards, for anything, God will bring it to pass. God will make it happen when you are by faith, not brother and sister. And things begin to happen in your life. I'm glad for the people that, that God has answered their petition already. I'm also praying for everyone, those that are in the process to receive, and those that will receive afterward, We are still praying, but know that you are going to receive. Jesus has told me over over and over again that those that have requested prayer, he already answered them. He told me this this weekend. He already answered them, he says to me. He answered. I said, Lord, will you answer? He said, yes. Okay, he already answered them. So there's this. You know, we just got to now stay in faith and wait in the moment of God. And the moment of God now is closer than ever. This is a a year that's been a testing and trial, but God is saying through his prophet that he's about to do something on the earth. And I believe it's this year. If it doesn't happen this year, I'm okay with it because it's all in God's timing. But I know that God is saying something is about to happen. I had asked myself God, and, and he had told me, Okay, that very soon, he used the word very very soon, he's gonna be doing something. Things are gonna change, and it's gonna change for the best for us. It's gonna give us a great confirm in our faith that we're not wasting our time, that we're not here wasting time. We're truly here doing what God wants us to be doing, my brother and sister. That the time we're spending waiting on the Lord. What God is about to do, we're going to see with our own eyes. The thing is, when it happens, when the judgment begins, this she, I believe. If it doesn't happen, I don't worry about it. Because he didn't give me a time. He didn't give me a year. He didn't say this year. He didn't say this month. He said very, very soon. He didn't tell me when. Okay? Because I don't want people quoting me. People like to quote people on things. Yeah. They misunderstand. No. He didn't give me a time. He says very very soon things are about to happen, and I believe it could happen this year. And the question is, when it does happen, which is gonna to, about to happen, will you be standing with God when it happens? Will you be ready spiritually to minister to other people, to be strong in the Lord? Mm-hmm and firm and believing in god not shaking not not broken broken in the sense where people don't know what to do
3: right
2: not running like crazy oh what i'm gonna do now brother elvie i had no power in my house nothing the power company says that it might take years for them to restore power i cannot even get to work for the god is saying that a lot of people will not even be able to get to work what happened when you cannot get to work and pay your bills? When you cannot get to the supermarket because they said there's no food in the supermarket. And you gone there and all the no shelter empty. What are you gonna do? If you build your faith now, shalom sister. If you build your faith now. Gotcha. Now if you become strong in the Lord in your faith now, when those days comes, you can have an empty pot on your table and say, Lord, raise your hand and thank God, like Jesus. When they give him the fish and the, fish and the bread and say, Father, thank you, because you always hears me.
3: Yes.
2: Now I fill this pot with food for me to eat and my family. And God, boom, does it. But now you have to build your faith. Now, faith, now. can I be playing around or wasting time. Now is the moment. For you, no matter where you are, what country you are, distance doesn't matter with God. It's that your faith is ready. Mm-hmm. When the Son of Man returns, Jesus said, will he find faith on the earth? Faith right now is the question. Because God can make us ready through faith, through Christ, to be strong in the Lord and be firm when this time comes and not worry about food and clothing. Because when the disciple were worried about food and clothing, what did Jesus say? I got to remind you. What did Jesus say to them? Okay? Let me thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. He used an example in Matthew 6.30. Therefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow cast into the oven, into the oven, shall He not much more clothes you, all oh, ye yeah, little faith? So, in regard to clothing, God, if God clothes the grass, for sure He can close us. Not much more us. Okay, but what's the problem, little faith? Faith, yeah again tiny tiny more little than a mustard seed it has to be more little than a mustard seed because Jesus said if you have faith to the size of the mustard seed you speak to the mountain, and be thrown into the sea and obey so when you compare people's faith to the mustard seed they're like a million to to, <laughs> to to the size of the sea of a mustard seed the mustard seed it's the smallest sea of all mm-hmm. and people faith don't even come to a ten percent of a mustard seed in example. because jesus said that if you have faith of a mustard seed and it's so small so tiny yeah. well, well, you know I, I, there were times that i felt insulted myself when i read that mm-hmm. because i said why can my faith be at least the size of a mustard seed why Personally, I was asking myself that question.
3: That
2: brother Tony, why can your faith be the size of the mustard seed? Yeah,
4: I, I, I studied the mustard seed too. <laughs> I realized, yeah, it was the smallest of all the, the seeds. I was like, man. <laughs> and why can you not have that? Yeah. And so then you know, I, I was like, I, you know, that's that was telling me you know, that. Our faith, you know, we need to have at least a little bit of faith. If we just have a little bit of faith, then we can tell any problem in our lives. You know, we can we can we can you know pray and it'll happen because that's a promise of God. If you just have that faith, it's going to happen. But it's because of your your unbelief it's not happening. And uh, but yeah, that that to me was like you know that example there. I, I remember reading it and studying it. It's like I need to, you know it's one of those things that you know it challenges you a little because it you know cause we need the faith so it's like i gotta get the faith you know i i'll do whatever it takes to get that faith and uh um, at least
2: the mustard seed
4: at least the mustard
2: seed we're an orange
4: yeah but that's teaching us also that you know there's no limit to it you can go from you know like from the mustard seed you know you can go beyond that you can there's yeah. more to it you know that's the god can there. increase it more yeah
2: you know he, he can Increase. Look, uh, Matthew eight twenty six. He said unto them, Why ye are fearful ye, uh, fearful ye are little face. a little faith? A rose we built the wind and the city was great calm. That's one time. And this where it's now, see, the first was about clothing. These are now about natural events. Let me tell you about natural events. How many of you remember a few programs back that they were saying that for this year, there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, hurricane coming? Remember that where are they? they said by by the by the time by the month of July, June, July we were gonna have I don't know 400 hurricanes something like that. Where are they? Because we pray well, where are they? Where are the hurricanes? see people forget that's just the problem with us we forget yeah we forget we forget but go if you go back in the archive and you listen to the program we talked about this, okay. And look, we are what, July, what, 23rd now? Or 25th? Yeah, 25th, yeah. 25th? Yeah. And where Where are those uh, 400 hurricanes that were coming? Mm-hmm. You see? This is nature now that we're talking about. They're gone. They're gone with the wind. Same thing can be with many other things that we pray. Okay? Mm-hmm. My brother, this, this is an example now I'm giving you. Because I know a lot of people have forgotten about it. You know, they have forgotten we talked about this. But I knew this would happen also. It happens to me too. Okay? Matthew 14, 31. And immediately he stretched out for his hand and caught him and said, I'm oh, saying, hold on, you know, faith, what well, they doubt, doubt. And this is Peter when he was walking over the water. Now, Peter' faith was a lot smaller than a master's seed. Very, very small. But Peter was, was, was a challenger, I would say, My brother and sister. because Peter believed the Lord. Yeah. And Peter said, you know what? If the Lord called me to walk on water, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. And Peter, David began to walk on water, but he began to think, Okay, but Jesus rebuked him for his little faith. So it might be that Peter stepped on by faith to the monster seat, but then something happened, he died, and then he was thinking again, which happened to us up and down. I, I, I got through the up and down. Those are the up and down in our lives. When you're doubting one day, believing in another day, that's kind of what Peter was going through, the up and downs of life. But we have to repent for that too. Yeah. And believe. Let, let me tell you what happened years ago. A lot of people are going through a lot of trials years ago. And I say, you know you can rebuke this trial? And a lot of people look at me as like if I was crazy. Brother like, Elby God gives you the trial. What do you mean rebuke the trial? Some not all trial comes from God. A lot of trial can be the enemy. Okay? Trials are the enemy, temptations Trials are of God and temptations are the enemy. And some temptation can be mis- misunderstood as a trial, is what I meant to say. So in other words, the devil can be tempting you and making it feel like it's a trial. And you say, oh, God is testing me. No, it can be the devil. So some people are writing to me with trials that they were having. And as a Christian, they've always been having this trial. And to me, they were no trial of God. And I said, let's pray and rebuke this trial. You know what happened afterward? The people will not get in this trial anymore. I said, brother, we thank you. I didn't know this. The enemy can make you believe in your life that you have, you're going to a trial, and it's not a trial, it's a temptation. The devil likes to come and tempt you, and make. You know when the devil makes you feel down sometimes, and one day you're so down, you're like, you don't even feel like a believer. You're so negative that they? You think it's God putting you through something so hard. You say, oh, God, whatever God's putting me through, I got to make it through. No, it could be the devil. What happens if you take authority and bind the try and rebuke it? It goes away in a second. And you don't feel like that anymore. Okay, you got to learn in the Lord these things. These are in your walk with God. So these people that were going through this, I help them when we pray. And they were gone out of their lives. and like, wow, I really thought this was from God, brother. See, the enemy can make certain things, may believe it's God. And it's not. It's the enemy. Yeah. Yes, like cancer, disease, yeah. So please understand these things. These are important. Matthew 6:8. So, but when Jesus perceived this, he said unto them, all ye are little faith. Why do you think? You don't mind yourself because you have brought no bread. See, the lack of faith, they thought that they didn't bring enough food. And it was a lack of faith. Okay? Because I, I believe the question was, how are they going to feed those people? I mean, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yeshua. And it's okay for you to think and say, you know, how we are going to... Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. His disciple came to the other side, they have forgotten to take bread. Okay. So reason saying because he would take they take no bread. You say see the answer in G a little faith because he had no bread. But you are not understanding. that remember the five law of the five thousand, how many baskets would were took up? So see there you know, they they it was a lack of bread which the disciple but they were acting, you know, after the the Lord did a 5,000 bread and fish miracle for everyone to eat. Still after that, they were struggling with faith. Because he still rebuked them for a little faith. So uh, I say, I say years ago, you know, sometimes you got to be careful with certain people. I said that years ago, and it is this. You can take people with you in ministry, for example, and they can see miracles happen. And they still question every single miracle. Because I used to work with people like that, live with people like that. And you know what? I started taking people like that with me. Because they saw the miracle and they still question it. Mm -hmm. And when someone has that problem with God, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Because that's between them and God. And if you have them in the ministry, to the point where I I went to pray for a man who had cancer... And I know God could heal this man, but this brother that was doubting wanted to come and pray with me. And I said, no, I'm going to go there and pray it alone. And he got offended. Oh, why can't I pray with you? I'm a Christian, too. And I said, no, I need to go and pray with him. You know? And I went in there. The power of God came and healed this man. He got up from from the bed. Instantly healed. And when he saw him, he was shocked. But I knew... His shock was because he didn't believe. He was doubting. Because before I went and prayed for him, he had already gone and prayed for him several times, and nothing happened. And God let me know it's because of his little faith. When he came home to tell me to my house and said, Elvie, I had gone and prayed for this brother, and he's still sick. At the moment he was saying this to me, the Lord let me know. And the Lord says to me, because of his little faith. And when the Lord said that to me, I heard the Lord say that to me. And then when we went back, okay, I said, you know what? I, 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 I you know, I, he cannot go in with me, because see, if you are going doubting, if you go with, with a doubter, mm-hmm. he can make you doubt yeah. before you pray. Yeah. And I'm going there with faith, believing the gospel and raises men. I can feel the manifestation of faith. I mean, the spirit of faith, God. Mm-hmm. In me, and and if he makes me doubt, God can walk away from me at that very moment I say, "No, you go there alone because you're doubting me." That's right. God will go in there with you when you believe. Mm-hmm. The Lord can walk into a room with you when you believe, but if you doubt, He may walk away. Yeah. You're offending Him.
3: That's right. Yeah. You
2: know, so this is why I said, "No, you need to wait with me outside." And, you know, he wanna no, bro. Now, now I said, "Please, we'll talk about this later." You know, yes, and like the, the young man that was rebuking the, he was rebuking a demon. I was rebuking the demon, and the demon would not leave. And he, he was, I'm so thirsty I can drink a cold And the demon said, Me too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, it is. The fact of the matter it is that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Yeah. Next verse. Let me go to the next verse. My Lord, help us. Is. Yeah. Faith is important. Yeah. Luke 12, 28. And then the same thing, if God close the grass. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Luke 19, 17. He said unto him, Well done, the good servant, because thou hast been faithful in very little. Thou have authority over ten cities. See, God will increase you the... the, the Okay, what I wanted to find was Luke 17, which I, in the moment I was talking, it just went from me. Thank you, Lord. The disciple said to the Lord to increase our faith. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. And, and we need to ask the Lord. The apostle said unto the Lord, at this moment, it was like, their graduation because jesus is about to take being taken take. jesus is about to be, to be taken away from them okay
3: yeah
2: and and he began he said he said unto his disciples it's impossible but the offense will come woe well, unto him to the whom they will come it is better for him to a millstone be hang about his neck cast them into the sea that it should cause any of the little ones to fall take heed yourselves that if thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And, and if he repent, forgive him. Very important we do this. Yeah. Okay? And if he trespasses, so notice that forgiving is part of you growing in faith. If you have a beginning towards someone, you may have problem growing in faith. There are things that can hold you for growing in faith. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people who have that question. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, seven times in a day, Turn against these, saying repent. And I should forgive them. Now, verse, four, verse five. After they got all this, that Jesus just gave them this whole Bible study that He just gave them. Okay, Lord, we, we receive. Okay, okay. Here's is, their is the here's the respond. Because he, when God when God asks you a question like, "Who have to leave our report?" you have to have a respond with God spiritually. And your response can be prayer, fasting, that's a response. That's your responding to Father, to the Holy Spirit, to the Lord. Say, okay, Lord, make me ready
3: mm-hmm.
2: when you pray and fast. The apostles said unto the Lord, what do they say? Increase our faith. Why? Why do they ask the Lord to increase our faith? Knew it was... Because they just find out in this Bible study that they had little faith. So many times the Lord rebuking them because of their little faith. They just noticed. They just was able to see themselves. Mm -hmm. Because that's what God does. God is showing us what's inside of us. I I love what Sister used to say. You know what I pray every day to the Lord? Lord, show me what's inside of me that is not pleasing to you. It's a simple prayer, but it's powerful. Because if God can show you what's inside of you and not pleasing to him, then you'll change those things. you are repenting and you ask the Lord. Again. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you. You see what he say? Because it's difficult to forgive uh, their constant offender. If people are offending you every day, that's the harder thing to do. forgive them. Isn't it hard? Yeah, it gets difficult, yeah. That affects your faith to be an increase. Yeah. But if you can overcome that Mm -hmm. and you can pray to the Lord to help you forgive and you do everything in you to forgive the person and ask the Lord to increase your faith, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: your faith will be increased. So your unforgiveness can hold you back. The Lord showed me that.
3: Yes.
2: But if you ask the Lord, turn in the other cheek, (laughs) Stagnated, what it is. So the apostle said unto the Lord, they were not disciples at this moment anymore because Jesus is about to die on the cross and go away. They're now apostles. Okay, they're mature men and women of God because Mary and Mary Magdalene were there. They're mature men and women of God. And the apostle said unto the Lord, he increase our faith. That's one of the most powerful prayers you and I can do. Because when you ask God to increase your faith, that's because you recognize it's little. It's not where it should be. And you want the Lord. It's sad to say that you can come to being a a, a pastor, a leader, someone great in ministry, but have little faith. When God wants us to have great faith is there a great faith in the bible yes okay there's an example of a man okay thank you lord let's see if, if i can find him quickly yeah i'm Tyrion, right? hallelujah look seven nine when jesus heard these things he marveled at him you know why did jesus marvel yeah, There's not many things that can marvel Him. Yeah. Not many things that can marvel the Lord. But the Lord can marvel at your life if you have great faith. can marvel Him. Again, I remember when I was in the Spirit in California, and I was waiting for the rapture, and I saw Jesus, and I said, the rash cannot happen after these things happen because Jesus told me. I saw Jesus standing there with a smile on his face and he said, great, my sir. And he says, it marveled him that I said, no, the Lord told me this. When you believe it marveled him, he's happy with it. So when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him. He's like, awesome, awesome, great, great. Okay? Mark with him and turn about and say unto the people who follow him, I say unto you, I have not found such a great faith, not in good Why, Why did he say he did not find? Because he was looking for it. God is looking on this earth to find a man or a woman who are truly believing him who are truly walking by faith. Mm-hmm. My brother and sister, I'm telling you that if you ask the Lord to increase your faith every day mm-hmm. and you ask Him, He will marvel at you when He increases your faith. And you will ask and He will do. He will do. Mm-hmm. He will do. Oh, glory be to Him, none to us, anybody else, I'm sorry, I don't like to use myself as an example. Oh, glory be to God. But God will marvel. Yeah. He will be pleased. And that's what he wants to do with each and one of us. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The disciple in Acts six seven, the word of God increased. The number of the of the disciple multiplying in, in Jerusalem greatly. In great company and priests were obedient the faith. Notice how it impacts other people's life. Our faith can impact other people's life, can touch other people to repent and do the same and seek the same. Yeah. When that grandmother wrote to me and told me what happened that she did, she heard me talking about this a few years ago and went into prayer and, fast, and put it in action and saw a word came back to me and said, Brother Lovey, why you are preaching on the Lord's hour is gold. Those words are powerful. Mm-hmm. Those teachings, he, she said, it bless my life. Yeah. It blessed my life. And I know anyone who will do it. In my age, if I've done it and God has blessed me, I know anyone are listening will bless them too, yeah. you know. But people have to open their heart and receive it. And ask the Lord in prayer. Seek the Lord to pray. If I think ask. And then if you have a problem receiving, then you've got to say, Lord, what it is in my life, show me what's in my life. Is that unforgiveness in me. How am, I for, how am I forgive my enemy? How am I not forgive those that, are, that offend me? What is it, Lord, that I have done? What is there in me that is not pleasing to you, that is a stumbling block for me to grow in faith? You can ask for that. Lord in Jesus' name I pray. Show me what's a stumbling block for my faith to be increased. Because the disciple pray, Lord, increase our faith. And what was the result? Acts 6 seven. God can do it. In us, through us, for us. He gets the glory. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says that. 6 7. And Stephen full of faith. And power. Faith and power. Look at it, look at it together. You can't separate faith from power, or power from faith. Full of faith and power, the great wonder miracle among the people. This was a young man, no more than seventeen, walking with such a faith and such a power. How much did he he had? He was full of it. He had a lot. <laughs> If you're full, you have a lot. Stephen was full. Okay? He was full of faith. He was full of power. My brother and sister. Not in the bad way, but in the good way. Okay? Because I know people say full of it in the bad way means to lie and and deceive and all that. No. Stephen was full of the power of God. The power from heaven. The faith from heaven. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about tonight. My brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. And then what Paul said to the Thessalonians, but now when Timothy came from you to us, what that's a good tidings about your faith and charity, and that you had good remembrance always, and to see us, we decided to see you. But what he talked about that they had, faith. Right, yeah. Imagine going to a church, when miracles are happening all the time, there has to be faith in that church. Yeah. That was the Thessalonians, the one that was waiting for the rapture. Miracle was happening. The Corinthian troop of them, the Corinthian thing came to constable, and, and they began to fight one another. In other words, so many powerful men and women, they are walking in the power of God, but then jealousy got among them. But the Thessalonians, Paul rejoiced at what he heard that was happening among them. My brother and sister, the church of God is for us to be increasing in faith, but we all together need to be asking God to increase our faith. You need to be fasting. That's why we say the corporate fasting, join together. What do we do in the fasting? Ask the Lord to increase your faith. Ask the Lord to increase your faith. As the apostle did in Luke 17, Lord, increase our faith. And ask in us, and then, Lord, is there anything holding me back for my faith to be increased? Please forgive me, but please remove it, Lord. Remove anything in me, in my heart, in my life, body, soul, and spirit. that is holding me back for my faith to be increased. Why, Lord, why do you want the Lord to increase your faith? Because you want to pray with faith? Aren't you tired of praying alone without faith? Don't you want to pray with faith? I got tired when the Lord said that I was not praying with faith. He said, what? And I was praying for years. And then when he says to me that I, I wasn't praying with faith, and I said, okay, Lord, I began to repent. Lord, increase my faith. Yeah. I want to pray with faith. And I began to repent and ask. And the moment I began to pray with faith for my family, immediately they began to be in faith. It happened within months. I didn't need it to wait years anymore. I had I spent years praying for it, nothing happened. And the moment the Lord told me I was praying without faith, and I began to seek the Lord and fasting and prayer to increase my faith, that whatever it asked me to, to, to remove it, but I wanted to pray with faith.
3: Yeah.
2: I said, Lord, please increase my faith. Increase my faith every day. I would pay and pray down on unbelief, which I had a lot. My brother insisted. I began to pray for my family. My brother came to the Lord. My aunt's uncle came to the Lord. My, I remember two of my brothers confessed the Lord as the Lord and Savior. My mom came to the Lord. People began to be unsafe in my family in the island in New Jersey. They began to be in after Jesus told me that I was praying without faith and I began to ask. I noticed the difference of praying with faith now than praying without faith before. Mm-hmm. Because praying without faith before I wasn't seeing much. Nothing was happening. So as I began to pray with faith, door was being open. Mountain was being moved in my behalf. Because there were things that I didn't see a way through. But when I began to pray with faith, they were being removed out of the way. Yeah. Things started happening, my brother and sisters. I thank the Lord. I thank you, Jesus. So how can I not share what the Lord has done in my life to be a blessing to millions of life I know. Millions that they receive it. They need to open their heart to receive it. Lord, I pray their heart will be opened to receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Receive it in the name of the Lord, Jesus. Open your heart for the Lord to increase your faith like the disciple. Ask the Lord to heal your heart, restore your heart, for you to begin to be grown in faith, for your faith to be increased, so you will pray with faith and not without it, because without faith it is impossible to please God. You want to please God. You want to please your Father in heaven. You want to please the Lord and the Holy Spirit, because if you pray to the Lord and the Holy Spirit and Father, without faith it is impossible to please him. You will notice the difference when you pray with faith. Things will happen. Things will happen when you pray with faith. Yeah. If you so far have been, have been praying for years without faith and things have not changed, you need to repent or pray down and believe more. You need to get in fasting with the Lord and ask the Lord to remove from your heart and your life whatever it is, body, soul, spirit that is not pleasing to him because you need to pray with faith. You cannot afford to be praying without faith. Take this serious, please take it serious. You cannot afford to be praying without faith, because nothing would happen. But if you pray with faith, you will see the hand of God move. Yeah. You will see it. Okay, that's what Isaiah 53 says, "Who have believed our report, and to whom the hand of God has been revealed to? When you believe, the hand of God will remove it, will move in your in your behalf." And will make the impossible thing possible for you. And you will rejoice in the Lord. Why so many Christians not rejoicing? Because they're not seeing the hand of God move in their lives, in their family lives. Because they're praying without faith. And it's not because you say, I'm a believer. But there's no believing in you. Imagine this calling is for believer. This calling is for Christian, Christ-like, Christ-believer. Imagine Christ-believer without faith. That made no sense to me, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So we need to get God, We need to get with God on this and get serious. Get serious. Don't take it lightly. Some people laugh about it and they take it lightly. Don't take this lightly. This is life and death.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. As a believer, you want to have faith. You want to pray with faith. Take it serious to your heart and say, Lord, I'm going to fast and pray. Do you prepare me? You increase my faith. Lord, I want to... Uh, Lord, I need you to increase my faith, because yeah. I need to pray for my family. I need to pray for my ministry. I need to pray for so we faith, faithful, because so far it, nothing is happening, Lord. Be honest. Tell the Lord how you feel. Some people get frustrated, but they don't say nothing to the Lord. Tell the Lord how you feel. Say, Lord, until this point, nothing happened. I'm praying without faith, and you know it. I just find out tonight, but you already know it, Lord. I need you to increase my faith. Whatever, what is it? Whatever, whatever is in me, holding me back for my faith to be increased, Lord, I need you to remove it. And I need my faith to be increased, Lord. Is it unforgiveness, Lord, whatever it is, has someone hurt me and I'm not forgiving them? Do I need to forgive someone, my mother, my father, my brother, my sister, my uncle, my grandparents, my brother in Christ? Who is the Lord that, you, that I need to forgive? In my life, because if they offend me, but I have not forgiven them, then I'm not going to grow in faith, Lord. And I I need to grow in faith, Lord. I don't want to continue as a believer not growing in faith because then I'm wasting my time, Lord. Then what I'm what am I doing, Lord? Praying without faith, I'm not going to get anywhere like that. I'm not going to see the part, the hand of God move. I need the hand of God to move. I need to see the movement of the hand of God when I pray. Lord, please. Thank you, Lord. God is speaking to someone. I know. I know God is speaking to someone. There's someone who needed to hear this word from God, and God is speaking to them. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Let the Lord minister to you and get your heart ready to receive the greatest. Once you increase your faith, you're going to go out and you're going to see the hand of God move. I was sharing with the brother Tony that in the prison I was ministering, and this young man that was listening to me, to the teaching the Lord was giving me, he began to, to, to take no and take a serious and pray and fast about it. You know what happened? God began to use him more mightily than me. And a brother comes to me and says, you know what's going on with Brother Stephen, Brother Elvin? And I said, what do you mean? Can you explain it to me? God is using him greater than you, and he was your, your disciple. And I said, I'm glad. He tell me what happened. Well, they invite him for a service in a church he never been with pastor people he never knew, and they brought people with cancer and all kinds of things. and he rebuked the cancer from them and immediately they were healed. All kinds of disease, all kinds of liver, all kinds of demons went out. God baptized people. The power of God came down noticeable to everyone there. Everyone saw the power of God there noticeable. People falling under the power of God. Very powerful. I've never seen anything like that, brother was saying. And I said, "Well, I'm glad. You know, I'm glad if God's using him greater than me. Then I'm glad. That's that is what it's all about. That is what it's all about." A brother, a young brother in California, was listening to my teacher years ago. And he went out after he received the word and, and, and began to ask God. God began to empower him, increase his faith. He went out to evangelize, He's winning a bunch of people of the Lord, leading people to Christ with miracles and signs and i said well that's it that's exactly what it's about yeah i won't be jealous i'll be happy that's what it's all about my brother and sister there was a teacher listening to me for years I was in california he had a group of children he was teaching the word he never heard about miracle among children and he heard me teaching about these things he received it he went into fasting the next time he had a meeting with the children, he started teaching about the power of God. God began to move them out there. And God began to raise children. <laughs> That's exactly what it's about. He heard it on the Lord's hour. He took it serious. He took it into fasting. He went into the Word. He put all the verses together. He started praying about it. God, to increase his faith, everything changed in his life and in his class with all the children. He was not the same teacher anymore he began to teach for power amen. thank you lord that is what it's all about i won't be jealous if god sister brother began to raise you and you should more than me no but then share with other people yeah. what god has given you freely you receive freely you give yeah. amen that is what it's all about hallelujah thank you lord that is all about i know my brother told me it is receiving hell yeah he could he want he wants us to use them, and God will use them that that's that's coming, thank you, Lord, but that's the about it. We learn now what God has given us sharing what are revealed to us, and then you take it, you take it out there, and you see the mighty hand of God yeah. in in other people's life, and lead people to Christ, a powerful ministry. thank you, Lord, and you know that all come from the Lord because he's a teacher. We are all, all, all learning of him who is humble and meek of heart so we can find peace for our soul. My brother and sister, he's the one that teaches us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for Jesus. So important, my brother and sister. Yes, we stay humble. So little faith is the problem. Hallelujah. There's another one in Matthew 15:28. Jesus said unto her, O oh woman, great is thy faith. Be thou unto thee. Let me let me go back here because I love this story. Every story needs to be told. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is when the woman, uh, praise you, Lord, God. It says, Behold, a woman of Canaan came out. Go ahead, brother, read it for me. Yeah. Thank you, Lord.
4: But he answered and said, It is not me to take, uh, to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. And uh, she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee as thou wilt. And her, uh, and her daughter was made whole
2: from that very hour. There you go. So you notice how the Lord... When he sees faith in someone, he acknowledges it. He acknowledges the faith in people. He acknowledges when someone believes. And he he says, great, great woman. Oh, woman, great is thy faith. Now, can we all have the same faith? What is the answer? (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to let people think. I cannot answer for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's can we all have the same faith as this woman? We can. Um,
4: but she did have great faith. Just like the Lord said, great is your faith. Um, the question is, can we? Yeah, we can. We can. Uh, that's something we have to do in, uh, in our... <laughs> in our seeking, you know, we have to want it, you know, we have to really want that kind of faith, you know, that should bring us conviction if we don't have it, Lord, I want it, <laughs> and, and pursue it, you know, until we get it, you know, if we don't have it, yeah, we,
2: <laughs> yeah. That's the same as who have who believe our report, yeah, because it's a prophetic word,
3: okay. and
2: if you receive the word of God, which is prophetic, you are going to receive the promise yeah. because the promise of God are yes amen yeah. but who have believed them is the question my brother and sister yeah. God is inviting us to believe his word his promise and then he brings to pass yeah. what he promised us when we believe but first we need to believe in order to see the manifest hand of God yeah that's and that's what we need to see, and the manifested hand of God is Jesus, manifested in our life in miracle and wonders and signs. When we have belief, we when we had the service in, in in Washington, there was about how many was seven or eight children that the Lord had me raise my hand, and all all, all eight of them got baptized in born. The church that brought those children. Never seen that before. The pastor didn't even believe in that God could do that. You know, like baptizing in tongues. And all the children got together, and they came, and they had a requested prayer. And I noticed that after I prayed that, you know, they, they were asking. I said, who, who would like to receive gifts? And all raised in their hand. Okay, I said, whole hand. They were all together. And I put my hand over them. I said, Lord, right now, baptize them in Poland they were baptized in the power of God in tongue. They were all speaking in tongues there in the church. You should have seen the amazement of the pastor of the people.
4: Yeah.
2: Like they never seen that before. And they were speaking in tongues there. And and, and they were looking at at a shot like and they were all children. Eight, nine, ten, twelve, mm. you know, eleven. All baptized in tongues. Like this is the way service should be. This is this was normal in the day of Pentecost. Maybe going up, that's the way churches should be. It has changed a lot, but this is the way, and and then the pastor rejoiced. The pastor got up and started clapping and said, worship God, thank God. Not me. It was God that did it. But as you see that God still does it. Amen. Okay? That was manifested Power God was saying. God manifested his own tongue. That's, that's the power God manifested in
3: yeah. the
2: language that, of the Spirit. Yeah. And these, these children speaking in tongues, you know, Then God imparted a gift to other people. And look what happened in the service. God revealed to me he gave a lot of people different gifts, right? A young lady received a gift of healing. A few months after, a month after, there was a man dying in bed. And they remember saying that God has given her the gift of healing. And she raised her hand, lifted her hand, and prayed for her. The power of God came over her. It was a glorious service. She said she never she never seen anything before a young lady in seventeen. Mm-hmm. She was rejoicing. Her grandmother was there over heard it was beautiful. They were at the house, that man was dying in bed. And they called her and said, But God said, giving you the gift of uh, a healing. Why don't you come and pray for him? She went into the room close up, sat up next to the bed, put her hand on this man, and close her eye and pray. And she said, Lord heal this man in your name. She began to pray. Okay? the man got up, healed. People were stunned in the house. Okay? And she contacted me, and she, she emailed me and said, Brother Elby, let me tell you what happened, and tell me the whole story. And people the church, the congregation was like, and it was several of them that received the gift. I said, now that God has given you the gift, go and use it. What is 1st Corinthians 12 says? That these are for the for the benefit of the saints. God gives you the gift. You don't, you don't set them down. It's for the benefit of the saints. Yeah. It's to bless other people. I said, go now and, and use it for other people. But she was shocked. She said, brother, God has truly given me the, 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 the gift of, of healing, a miracle, no, miracle of healing.
3: Yeah.
2: And she was like, uh, and then I tell people, don't stay with one. Ask for more. And more. Don't worry about it. It's not going to say, well, well, am I going to run out of gift here? No, he'll give you what you ask. You know, and just ask for more. And because that means you're growing, you're increasing your faith. You know, but now she's very happy. Now she's useful in the church. She's useful in the ministry. Her grandmother said to me, you know, my granddaughter was so depressed. She really wanted to see the power of God. And when you came to the church, she saw the power of God. And after God really used her, she I never seen her so joyful. Because she had gone through a lot, she been depressed, she she had gone through depression, she had gone through a much. When she saw the power of God it really awakened her, something in her. She felt so free, she's so joyful as a young lady now. She thinking about the Lord and working for God and, and you know, and I said I'm so glad I continue to encourage her to pray, to read her Bible, to, you know. And she started faithfully following us on the Lord hour, you know. And she said, I know I have my church, but I would like to, you know, follow your ministry. I said, no problem. I said, you know, this is open for everyone. God, God, you know, we're here for everyone. But, you know, even having her own church, her own pastor, because she loves seeing the power of God, how God manifests it. Then they, they, they invited us to the church in Maryland. We went to the church and I was so tired because we had to do a service in the church in Washington again, which God also did a bunch of healing and salvation miracle. Then, oh brother, we need to bring you to Maryland. <laughs> I don't want to say no. I was so tired because we we ended the service at two o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. so I was I was I was really tired, and I was then fasting. Now we but no, we need you to bring tomorrow to Maryland. So okay, uh, I guess we're going. Yeah, I guess we're going to Maryland. So we went to Maryland and and that's with that other family whose daughter was lost or was invited. It's the men of God coming. and will you come and all that. And God had me raise her hand, God knocked them down to the floor. Mm-hmm. By the time she got up from the floor, she gave her life to the Lord and God healed the entire family. Mm-hmm. She was like, you know, the, the funny part is, Brother Ben accompanied us in both of the We were trying to record everything, but all the video got to got be, you know, I think it's a camera written out of the, the space. Uh-huh. So it, it, it was really, um, I wanted to record the the, the miracle, everything, to just, to just to put it on Facebook so people can see that God is, is wonderful and God can do so much, you know. Yeah, But people testify of what God did over there, my brother and sisters. Everything is possible with God. God. We just have to continue to believe. Amen. Shalom to Lee Crystal. I haven't seen my, my sister uh, Lee for a long time. Crystal. Amen. So, shalom to you and your family. Thank you for joining us tonight. God has been so good for us. Thank you, Lord. Lee Crystal has been listening following us for a long time, many years. Faithful follower. Amen. So, I'm so glad to see her. Praise the Lord. God is so awesome. But again, that what we need to, to to do, and Sister Lee Crystal can, can testify how we began sharing the word, the message, and all the people that that God uh, had touched from the beginning and changed their life. Amen. Thank you, Sister. You know, it, it been the, the, the healing service that we had, that we haven't had it in, in a while okay um I miss them too I'm, i i pray I'm not praying every day for it, but you know back in amen there you go she's been listening for, for for many years over ten years like brother Miguel but again um we we want to get back to those miracle again amen God is still with us um thank you lord um we we're, we're gonna go ahead. And I'm going to ask Brother Tony and everyone listening to please keep us in your prayer for the miracle service. We need to do one. Um, um, We need to have a miracle service. We need to have the Lord come and visit us from heaven and come and touch all the sick and heal them, my brother and sister. The Lord is faithful. I remember when he told me, heaven, come together with your brothers and sisters and ask me to come and I will come, he says. Amen. So the miracle service is asking Jesus to come and visit us that night. Okay? I know we need to get together with Brother Body and Sister Brenda so we can do it on a Friday. I, I, for some reason, I love to do it on a Friday, do a miracle. And then, uh, Brother Body we all, we'll all join together. Amen. And ask the Lord to come because uh, one of the last time Jesus came, there was a sister who were paralyzed in bed, who Jesus came and touched and healed, okay? And she's still healed to this day. Last time I was talking about her, she contacted me and said, Brother I'm still healed. I'm traveling. You know, I I could not travel before because she could not walk. Now she's walking fine, healed by Jesus. Okay? There were many miracles, many healing, but I still remember that healing of her. In case she's listening tonight, my, I, I forget her name, but I don't forget her miracle. Jesus came that night, I saw the Lord, came by her bed, put his hand on her head, and she was healed from that day. She got up from bed and she went walking fence. So these these healing that, that we did, that Jesus came, was so powerful that, that people got healed mightily by the touching hand of Jesus, and they actually felt the hand of Jesus touching them. Not because I'm saying it. When we asked Jesus to come, people felt the hand of Jesus on their shoulder, on their head, on their back. They felt the hand of fire of Jesus touching them and healing them, and immediately they were healed. People can testify of that. Oh, glory be to the Lord. Amen. So, please, because I would like to have at least four. Sister Carla, Brother Body, and maybe two other more persons joining us in the healing service, what we can do, you know, like we've done before. Some of the people that has been here early, we did like five or six people, and we all pray together, and we all ask the Lord to come, and we ask the Lord to hear, and we all took like half an hour, each one of 20 minutes or 10 minutes could be praying and claiming the word and the promise and the miracle follow. The miracle follow. You know, we can invite Pastor James. I still in contact with Pastor James. We we need a good group to join us. And and we will have. We will have to invite many people. We have to let people know ahead, weeks ahead, before we have the miracle service again, because we would like to have a few hundred listening, and even a few thousands of people listening. For this miracle to, to come, for them to receive Jesus, and for Jesus to come in here. Because I'm going to ask the Lord, we are going to ask the Lord, for him to come in that day, and that weekend. The power of the Lord came to be so real on that Friday, that people through the weekend, so um, Sunday and Monday can feel the anointing all over there of the Lord. The power of God, very powerful anointing. So when I tell you that when he comes he anoints us, he'll touch each and one of us i I will feel him standing before right beside me on my back laying hand on me and and the the electricity and power that goes through my body is awesome. I love it and and it's something that we need because it'll stay on me for days and weeks. I love it. I love it the Lord when he comes. I love him, I miss him so much. So we need the Lord to come down from his throne. He told me, come together with your brothers and sisters, and I will come. So it's something that we need to do, my brothers and sisters. We need to invite the Lord. He loved to come among us and and touch the sick. And, and I remember when I said I was 20-something healed, and the Lord corrected me. No, no, I healed over 30. He said, over 33 I healed when I came. And I like, oh, I'm sorry, Lord, you know. Thank you, Lord, for that. So we need him to come and, and heal the sick. There, there's still a lot of sick people, a lot of sick people writing to me. You know, people that need miracle in their economy and, and and healing in their body. Uh problem in marriage, the Lord can restore the marriage. Many things. And and for the newer people that have been around a couple of years since since we don't have done, we haven't done the, the healing service. It's something we want to get back to um, my brother and sister. I'll check with Sister Amy see so if she can join us. Okay, but once the Lord comes and touch you, you will you'll not be the same. Believe me, you'll not be the same. You will not be the same when Jesus comes and touch your life. You will not be the same. You will not be like before. You will get a new experience with Him, and you will have. A new revelation for him when he comes and touches you. That's how you need to be touched by Jesus. You need to ask him to come. Because I'm telling you, you will not be the same. Whatever you're asking. If you're asking your wife to be baptized and found like some of you are, your husband, your children, it's a perfect time to ask the Lord. Okay? When he comes and whatever healing you need, also ask him to come and touch and heal you. Deliverance. Some of the people that are getting attacked by panic attack. You, you want to ask the Lord to, to come and touch you, heal you, set you free. Okay? So I'm going to create a, a, another prayer list, as we did in the past, that was so powerful in the Lord's Tower. So many people got the prayer answer. Gonna, I'm going to create another prayer list, and I'm going to put the name of the people and the prayer petition we're going to be praying for that when I ask the Lord to come and answer them. And and we're going to rejoice, 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 you know. Um, thank you, Lord. I would, I would like to have Lee, Sister Lee Crystal uh, one day here, may, maybe next Sunday if she can, join us here on the Lord's tower on the air if she's able to call us on, on, on Skype. Sister Lee Crystal, if you're able to call us on, on, on Skype, on Sunday, next Sunday, that will be great, sister. Uh, so you can testify some of the things the Lord, uh, the Lord, it's eight o'clock Eastern time, our time. Okay. A, A, let me put it there. Eastern time. Our, our time zone. I know the time zone. Uh, okay. You don't use Skype. Uh, you could use Skype. I believe it's for free or uh, we have the, the 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 guest number here. Let me let me also because a lot of people have called on on the guest number number, and that that let me this number here that I'm gonna put on the a guest number guest. Thank you, Lord. So you can call us on uh, Zoom, you can call us on Zoom. I think you can Zoom, and maybe if you can use that number, because this number here from New York, that's where our Block talk radio is, okay? If you can join us on, on Sunday, maybe you can call from Zoom on that number or let you call. Um, that would be great, okay? Uh, Yeah, some people say Skype don't don't work in some countries, but I'll be great. She's a great sister in the Lord. I'll be glad to have her in the Lord's hour. Amen. Thank. As we have Brother Miguel before, I would like to have him again. Some people can remember our brothers and sisters in other country, but we're all together in Christ. We're one in Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord, because it's just so powerful, so, so powerful. So let me know, sister, how you can do it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Uh, through WhatsApp, maybe WhatsApp will be a way to call, but all soon. Amen. Here's a, here's a, a word God gave the sister of things to come, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank, and thank you for your prayer, too, sister.
0: So today's video is called the Knockout Punch Prophecy. And the Lord gave me uh, this message on July 22nd of 2023. So I just want to read what the Lord has given to me. <clears throat> so as I sat down to receive this message, the very first words that I heard was Knockout Punch. Then the Lord said, I am delivering the knockout blow to the worldwide elites who have controlled the politics, the financial world, and the pharmaceutical industry. And yes, I say industry because that is what it is. By no means does Big Pharma have the interest of making people well or healing them. Just the opposite, says the Lord. They create drugs to make people dependent on them so they can line their pockets with trillions of dollars. The Lord said, I have put my glove on and with one blow, I will remove the global elites who hide in the shadows and control the people, says the Lord. The Lord said, I say enough i have had enough of their wickedness i have had enough of their deceit and control and manipulation i have had enough of them controlling the wealth for with my knockout punch i will strip them of their wealth which is built on a false system and layers of lies the lord said and now this part Um, I I find quite amusing Um, so as I read it just just listen okay the Lord said the wealthy elites will be like the emperor who wore no clothes in this child's storybook called the emperor's new clothes a shyster convinced the emperor that he was weaving him a beautiful robe but in fact there was no robe It was imaginary. He further convinced the Emperor to parade through the city in his glorious robe that did not exist. This is the same fate as the global elites, says the Lord. It was the common people who revealed to the Emperor that he was naked and without any royal apparel. It will be the common people who will strip the elites of their fine apparel, their riches, and their properties. And the elites will be naked and exposed, says the Lord of hosts. How do you say can this happen? Because they are so powerful and so rich and so hidden. But the Lord says, but I say nothing is impossible with me, says the Lord of hosts. How could the entire army of Pharaoh and Pharaoh himself be swallowed up in the Red Sea? And yet I did that, says the Lord. No one in Israel could have imagined that their enemies against them could be here one minute and the next minute forever gone, forever annihilated. I am that same God. I created the earth and everything in it. It all belongs to me, says the Lord. The heavens are my throne and the earth is my footstool. Who is man that I am mindful of him, says the Lord. I say, man is my creation and I will not tolerate the altering of men, women, and children. For that is the work of the enemy to try and improve and alter and change my creation. No one knows my mind or my power except my son, Yahushua. So if you want a glimpse into my thoughts and a glimpse of my power, come to my son and ask him to reveal to me, to, to reveal me, your heavenly father. For I am almighty, all powerful, all knowing and ever present. I am the great I am and I am has spoken now go my children and declare my words in this earthly realm declare all that i have spoken and already given to my true prophets for when you declare my words you are taking your spiritual authority on this earth luke 10:19 behold I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. The Lord said, Use your voice, my children. Lift up your voice in one accord, for your voice has power, my power, says the Lord. So what I want to do here at the end is I want to give you some examples of how to make these declarations of what has already been said by uh, me and by other prophets Um, and so as you make these declarations in one accord it has power in the spiritual atmosphere I will also include these in the description box So that you can say them because if everyone that listens to this video in one accord will lift these into the atmosphere will speak these out it will have such power so for example you would say in the name of jesus or if you use yahushua in the name of yahushua i call down and cancel the power of the global elites and all demonic power to release any new viruses, to poison the food, the airways, and the water, to geoengineer weather with hurricanes, storms, droughts, fires, earthquakes, or volcanoes, to control the world finances, to persecute and kill the Christians, to release dirty bombs, nuclear bombs, missiles, submarine attacks, or EMP attacks, to to usher in the One World Order, operate sex trafficking rings to start wars and to cause food and fuel shortages and famine so what you're doing is you are decreeing and declaring and calling down their power to do any of that in the spiritual realm amen then you can also declare this in the name of Jesus in the name of Yeshua I declare that The One World Order has fallen. The Federal Reserve and IRS have fallen. All the illegitimate governments have fallen. The woke agenda has fallen. The gender change of children has fallen. Sex trafficking has fallen. The trans movement has fallen. The global elites have fallen. The Bank of International Settlement and Switzerland has fallen. The wicked have fallen and are stripped of their wealth. Okay, so that's another set of declarations. Um, And then here is one other set. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Yahushua, I declare that the United States will rise up like an eagle and be prosperous and take her place in spreading the gospel worldwide with signs, wonders, and miracles. In the name of Jesus, Joshua, I declare there will be a great transference of wealth from the wicked to the righteous. In the name of Jesus, Joshua, I declare that all the charges and indictments against President Donald J. Trump will not stick and they will be water off of a duck's back. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Yahushua, I declare that President Donald J. Trump will win the 2024 election. So if you declare these things in faith, we're going to watch and see how Father God is going to perform his word. Hallelujah. today's video is called a mandate from heaven so I want to share with you how the Holy Spirit downloaded this uh, prophecy to to me Um, he directed me to go to Jeremiah chapter 37 and to read it so after I read it that is when the Holy Spirit deposited this message so in this chapter um, King Zedekiah summoned Jeremiah for a word from the Lord and Jeremiah Told him, Listen, he said the Chaldeans are going to come back. They're going to fight you. They're going to burn the city with, with fire. Um, in Jeremiah 37, 2, it says this, but neither King Zedekiah nor his servants nor the people of the land gave heed to the words of the Lord, which he spoke by the prophet Jeremiah. As soon as I read that scripture, that is when the Holy Spirit began to download this message to me, so I want to read it to you. The Lord said, Child, you see how the king of Judah did not listen or take heed to Jeremiah's prophecy? It's no different today. The leaders of the nations are not listening or taking heed to my prophets either. Their ears are stopped up and their hearts are hardened, but their fate will be the same as King Zedekiah. So let's see in scripture what happened to the king. In Jeremiah chapter 39, verses 6 to 8, Then the king of Babylon killed the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes in Riblah. The king of Babylon also killed all the nobles of Judah. Moreover, he put out Zedekiah's eyes and bound him with bronze fetters to carry him off to Babylon. The Lord continued with his message and he said they, meaning the leaders of these nations that are not listening to him, to the prophets, they will be arrested and put in leg irons and taken to a place where they do not want to go. The time is coming and is now here where injustice, wickedness, Evil and corruption will be judged by me says the Lord people think that because they have gotten away with these things for so long that no one can stop them but now but I say now is the time for my vengeance says the Lord many who have died before my vengeance has come to the earth are indeed reaping what they have sown and they are in hell. Hell is a real place, just as heaven is a real place, says the Lord. No one who has entered hell for all eternity has the chance to come out of that place of torture. So warn the people to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, while there is still time. My day of vengeance is at hand says the Lord when my vengeance hits the earth it will be like the tenth plague of Egypt unless you have the blood of Jesus you will not have a chance to survive so come my children and hide a little while until I have passed over the earth with my vengeance and then the Lord took me to Isaiah chapter 26 Verses 20 and 21. Come, my people, enter your chambers, and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment, until the indignation is past. For behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will also disclose her blood, and will no more cover her slain. The Lord said, Child, this scripture has not yet been fulfilled, but soon it will be, says the Lord. Once my vengeance has passed, there will be a new holy reverential fear of God that will cause people to seek my salvation. Many of the broken people who have been held in the bondage of sin will receive salvation through Jesus Christ, Yahushua HaMashiach. This is where my remnant will step in with the words of life demonstrated with signs, wonders, and miracles. You see, I have this all planned, says the Lord, and no forces of evil, no wicked person, no demon, and not even Satan can stop my plan, says the Lord. For I want a complete family, and I will have what I want. So get ready, my remnant, for you have a mandate from heaven, and that mandate is to take the gospel to the ends of the earth and bring souls into my kingdom. Do not say, but I am not a minister, I am not a prophet, or a pastor, or apostle, or an evangelist, or a teacher. Do you not know that my power will rest upon you, says the Lord? Do you not know that I can commission one I desire? I am not looking for the great. I am looking for the small who I can make great with my power, says the Lord. All I am looking for is for you to say yes to my mandate, and I will do the rest. Oh, this will be a glorious time. This will be a joyous time. This will be a prosperous time. You will, you, will, you will be just like my disciples who returned to me rejoicing because they had my power to heal and to cast out demons, says the Lord. But you, my children, because you are alive in this season, will even have greater joy to be a part of these greater works, says the Lord. So once my indignation has passed, get ready, get ready, get ready for these greater works that I have in store for you, says the Lord. Prepare yourself even now by spending time in my presence and in my word. I love you, my children, with an everlasting love, says the Lord. Now, I also want to share with you a word that I got from the Lord on July 4th. The Lord says this, America, America, I established you as a nation for my purpose and my plans, says the Lord. Although you have been tattered and torn as a result of foreign infiltration, satanic plans, and evil ideologies, just know that I am restoring your freedom, freedom, and removing those who have taken you off my course says the Lord. America, America, you are 247 years old. When you are 250 years old, there will be a 4th of July celebration like you have never seen before. The people will be proud to be Americans once again and will know that my hand of of blessing is upon them, says the Lord. After the 2024 elections, America the Beautiful will be rebuilt from the ground up and from the top down. Prosperity, peace, and perfection in the Holy Spirit, says the Lord. The old has been removed and the new has been ushered in, says the Lord. I will fix that which is broken and break that which is against me those who fall on the rock will be saved and those who do not the rock will crush them for I the rock have spoken says the Lord of hosts O America you have a bright future a brilliant future as you lead the way for my kingdom and to advance against the kingdom of darkness America you have a destiny and I will see to it that you fulfill your destiny, says the Lord. Hallelujah.